Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Cast, the number one old-school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe Cast number 80 with Hootie Tootie. Hootie Tootie, how you doing this fine afternoon? Or actually, I don't even know what time it is for you. Isn't it like 2 in the morning for you? I have no fucking idea. It, yeah, I, I set an alarm <laughs> for 2.30 a.m. It's currently 3, so yeah, um, <laughs> it's a nice early morning. Though, to be fair, my sleep schedule has never been uh, consistent. But uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm happy to be on here. Thank you for inviting me. This is a very exciting thing, and I... Yeah, looking forward to talking about all the stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, it's going to be cool to see in a few more days, like, I don't know, looking back at this episode, because you and Eviescape have been working, I mean, apparently just you. Eviescape self-admittedly just said, like, it's all you, basically. But uh, the speedrun cup that's coming up in a few days is pretty exciting, and uh it's going to be cool to kind of maybe look back at this podcast after it's all been done because then we really see how much time and effort was really put into it. Because all we have right now is the trailer, which first of all, if even if everything was just centered on the trailer, the trailer is fucking amazing. I, I got to hand it to you. It is the greatest thing I've ever seen put together, OSRS related. Better than Lil Smokey's little thing, better than... Uh, no, it's seriously. Like, this, okay, this is my opinion, of course, so some people yeah. might have different differing opinions. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, to, to be fair, though, because Smokey has been like ahead of the game for years. Like, that was what, like, that is true. That was, yeah. if you think about all his like 3D stuff he's done, was just way before anyone else even thought about it. But yeah, the Speedrun Cup, very exciting. I'm sure, yeah, in, in, a, in a few days, I'll be a lot less stressed about the tournament running well. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with it. But yeah, no, it's, it's like, yeah, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of, yeah hundreds of hours of work going into it and i can see why so so with the first speedrun cup that happened in 28 20 no 2020 i guess so we uh evscape did pretty much all of it and i just did the graphics like so the admin of so okay to 
for some context, the the teams the they have to do their runs like they get their one or whatever chance to do a run in the boss. So like let's say they're going to do their inferno run, and to make sure they're not just sending numerous attempts of the inferno and just submitting whatever one's quick, Eviescape had to be there to watch the run and and like sort of verify that that one run they submit is the one run that they perform for the tournament mm. in that round. So yeah, that was the that's the admin side of it is sort of sitting in voice calls with screen shares of people just playing the game and waking up at 2 a.m. for some dude in Lithuania to do his cocks and then setting an alarm for four hours because some dude on the west coast of America has organized his gauntlet. And yeah, that's the that's the that's the hours that you don't see and probably wouldn't uh, ever think of that yeah, it goes into the the admin side of the tournament. That uh which is why which is why Eviscape has put this tournament on me this time because I was really adamant on on hosting another one, but he now now I see why he didn't want to do another one. So yeah, that's why I'm in charge <laughs> yeah. of this one and and yeah. No, nah, but it's it's exciting. I think I think it'll be worth it. Oh yeah. No, these things are always massive. First of all, because we don't really have any other people in the community that do these kind of massive events. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. there's the occasional PvP event, but it's like eh. But these are something special. They really are. And I think it might be hard to see from your end because I swear to God, when you're in the middle of things, it doesn't. I don't know. Everything just seems very regular and normal to you because just what you've been doing for months now. But for the audience that's about to witness it, it's like very exciting. I'm very fucking stoked for this. And because you were just saying all of these like verification things, let me just state to the audience. So I did watch the based after dark episode with Hootie Tootie and Eviescape and. As many of you probably already know, but for those that don't know, the Speedrun Cup is not live, as Hootie Tootie just said. Like, these, the runs have been pre-recorded, but had to be verified, so they're not, like, obviously just having the, I don't know, 20 runs or something and having your best one up there. So, it definitely will be easier to organize that way. I can't even imagine how a live thing would, like, even yeah, play out. You'd I have to think... pay people a lot of money to, like, get them all I mean... there. <laughs> We we struggle struggle enough getting what like sixteen people or content creators together for a battle royale at, at one time. I can't imagine forty just RuneScape players. Yeah. Just they are the least real RuneScape players are the least reliable people. <laughs> I've come to come to so learn true. when when they've got really so like true. no commitment fully to like yeah. the event. I mean, some uh, to be fair, a lot of them have been very good and very helpful. But yeah, I think sometimes it just from there and they don't see the the importance of like this tournament is dependent on them coming and doing their runs. Like yeah. if, the, if some team made it to the grand final and just said, uh, we don't feel like playing anymore then I mean, that's just hours wasted and just the show can't really go on. Can it? But yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. I yeah. Love, I love behind the scenes. It's uh it's kind of exciting just to see all the, I don't know, to hear of all the preparations that have gone along with this. And you know what? I want to kind of bring up something that I heard on Base After Dark was you are new to Blender. And mm-hmm. somehow you came out with a fucking masterpiece within, well, I mean, it still took like hundreds of hours, I think. But, but the fact that you were basically a beginner going into it and then making an absolute work of art, that is absolutely amazing. And I want to kind of, for those that most likely haven't heard of the base after dark episode side of things if you'd want to just kind of go into it and talk about the um the whole experience learning blender and creating that uh amazing trailer and 
I'm not going to have it in the podcast, unfortunately, guys, but down in the description, one of the first links will be the Speedrun Cup trailer made by Hootie Tootie, so be sure to go down there and smash that, or just, I guess, click the link once. <laughs> Don't smash the link, just click it. Yeah. You can open it on your mobile and other things, get a couple views in <laughs> yeah. there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's uh, that's been a very long-planned thing. I think I first pitched the concept of a full cinematic trailer to EV probably... I want to say like November last year, that was as sort of Blender started coming up in RuneScape, all the thumbnails that we now see. I think I saw a tour, was it a frame or maybe a framed intro was done in Blender. I think, I think Ingus, Ingus really like sort of shout out Ingus. Cause he, he's amazing at what he does. He, he did a lot of stuff for the leagues series he did. And I think, I think even just seeing that I was like, yeah, okay, we need to make a cinematic trailer. Uh, it, uh, that's always been my favorite part of the battle royales and the speed run is just the hype that comes with a trailer and making a trailer and then just reading the comments being like, oh, this is the most hyped thing I've ever seen. Like, how do you yeah. make RuneScape look so cool? So yeah, the cinematic thing was definitely, I guess, ambitious at the time. But yeah, so that was probably late last year. And then fast forward to February. So what, like five months before the release of the trailer, was when I actually sort of sat down, started storyboarding, you know, like, so we've got these nine bosses in the tournament and I want to get sort of, I want to cover them all in the trailer. So these are the shots I want to get. And um, the the opening, well, besides the animation of the logo and stuff, the, the opening shot of the trailer is sort of a dude walking along the Zora docks. And that that scene alone probably took me, I mean, it's what? It's probably like four second long scene and it took me, 150 hours or so to make but that was Jesus. that was sort of me getting like my head around how blender works and yeah. learning all the different tools that come with blender so so yeah there was there was a lot of uh nilky is one of my good friends she's yeah she's amazing she does a lot of stuff for the runescape community in terms of art and for all the content creators but yeah she was sort of helping me along the lo- along the way teaching me you know i'd say how does this look or how do I do this? And she'd say, you should fix the lighting because the lighting is like a big issue. But yeah, that it was, yeah, definitely a big learning experience that sort of also doubled up as a, as like a yeah, product to just throw out there. And yeah, very, very happy with how it turned out, I think. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Nilky uh, just being yeah. an absolute gem in the community. Just Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, super humble. And she makes her own just, I, what was that whole Tomb Raider thingy that she made? Um, it's, it's like sort of like Tomb Raider ish, but it was the else. the one for Jagex. Or... Yeah, maybe it was for Jagex. Yeah, so she, yeah, so Jagex got her to do some of the promotional stuff for the is it Land of the Goblins? Yeah, first? that was it. That was the yeah, one. I believe. Yeah, I mean they obviously they obviously knew who to go to. Nilky, she's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, she did that. Whipped it up very quick. <laughs> yeah, like, there was no was there was no five months working on that one. That was yeah, <laughs> she had to get that turned around pretty quick and did fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful too. Yeah, I think there's, I can say there's like some talks about working with Jagex in the future for some of their promotional stuff, which would be kind of cool to do. Okay, this might, I don't know. I don't know if this is appropriate to say right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not bad or anything, but like seriously, dude, with your talent, you could seriously like make, and I know it takes just apps, just hundreds of hours to make like amazing yeah. pieces of content that are over a minute long <laughs> but uh yeah. seriously there is a place in osr's community that would i mean 
little one minute videos that are made in blender yeah. that are just insane like those would pop off and you have that talent so i'm just saying man like <clears throat> if you <laughs> i don't know like i i even say like if you get better at it but there's no even you getting better at it you're already really fucking good at it so like i'm just i'm just saying there like there is an audience that loves watching those trailers that that trailer I think who was it? Was it Prison Joe or something on Base After Dark? They said it yeah. gave them chills. Like I got the chills yeah. and I rewatched that multiple times as well. And it was just like, dude, I don't know. You got something there. And uh yeah. yeah. All I'm saying is there's definitely an appetite for things like that for absolutely just masterpieces. So Are you are you familiar with League of Legends cinematics that they put out? I'm not. Okay. So they do like like sort of I don't know if it's with, I'm not like, I'm not familiar with League of Legends, but I know their cinematics because I, I like heavily inspired by them and I just appreciate the work they do. So that is like, they, I mean, the difference between the RuneScape, like artists and these sort of things is just like one person versus a team of 30 or whatever that puts together the animation, right? But their animations are very cool. And I think they would, that sort of style of just like, it just sort of follows a character fighting a boss or just moving around. And it's got, it's got that like storytelling element that I really appreciate. You know, I kind of try mm -hmm. to tell a story through the animation and sort of build up and yeah, give, give sort of some emotional reaction to it. But yeah, those, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's the thing that kind of holds us back from really doing things. I mean, a lot of tools have come out since the sort of start of things. Shout out to Trillion. He's a, He's a brilliant guy that uh, he created a map exporter tool, which basically just you sort of look at the world map, find out like the idea of like a map chunk of RuneScape and you can export it into Blender. Oh, and wow. so that's like, that saves, I mean, the amount of time that would just be spent building the like environment in Blender is just hundreds of hours cut out and a, an amazing amount. But I mean, we were, I was sitting there. I don't know if you ever saw my little smoky, how the swamp... I'm, I was inspired by Little Smoker, but the the settled uh, how Swampletics should have ended animation uh, that was sort of set in the theater of blood. And when I was building that, that was like I grabbed this wall kit here, which is like one tile. Then I grabbed this wall kit, put it next to it. Then grab this wall kit. Now I'm going to grab this railing, like corner piece here. Mm. Then I've got this side piece, and it is just a painstaking, long experience that has been obviously shortened immensely by Trillion's map exporter. And then you've got other things like model exporters that obviously save us the the hassle of actually having to model every single RuneScape item. We can just sort of export them. That's so cool. So, so oh. yeah, I think in the future, I think, I mean, if these tools keep getting released that just make like the the sort of boring side of Blender and just sort of the the process that you just sort of have to go through to build the environment. As soon as we start cutting that time out, more time can be spent being creative and setting up the lighting to look cool or just storytelling. Yeah. I think we, we could get somewhere where it's realistic that these sort of one minute trailers or whatever can just start getting pumped out by everyone. That's so cool. I'm even thinking yeah. like, dude, it's going to get to a point. I think I have no idea, but I almost feel like it's going to get to a point where the trailer like it's not even trailers anymore like any series that comes out it's not even going to be anything about gameplay anymore it's literally the entire thing is just blender at that point like i don't know i mean Some, sometimes the trailers are like get so hyped up that when you actually see the final product like damn i just wish it was more trailers 
Yeah, I think that can be an issue. I mean, there's already talks about sort of does is does Blender have its place in RuneScape content creation? I mean, mm. I think I think that I don't know if you ever saw on Reddit. I mean, <laughs> shout out the 2007 Scape Reddit. But... Big, big shout out. Big. Yeah, big um, shout out there, to them. There was a quite a big thread on there uh, a few weeks back now that sort of was talking about, do you guys actually like these 3D blended, like, thumbnails? Or And there was a lot of talk about, like, you know, it doesn't sort of give me that OS vibe or, no, I think they're overdone or they're too, like, in your face with bright colors. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's possible that we just sort of, in like six months down the line, just everyone's sick of Blender and we've gone in a completely different direction with some other style, but I just I don't think we is, can predict that. But is Blender able to like, because I remember this discussion on the previous podcast you were on and mm-hmm. talking about the thumbnails exclusively, I, I do think that, you know, things get overused in thumbnails and that's just kind of what happens with anything. It's not Blender exclusive. I mean, people jump on the bandwagon of what's working and then they mm-hmm. just okay this is getting old and stale let's switch to something else but the blender thumbnails definitely have been uh out there quite a bit but i don't think it's necessary by any means and i think it's yeah. i mean at this point it's just kind of like boring like everyone's seen it um yeah and like you guys talked about there's too too much going on for a tiny thumbnail sometimes i mean i think a lot of people are, are still learning the program there's there's an art hub discord with a lot of people that are being introduced to blender i mean the amount of artists now like compared to when Lil smoky was using blender is it was just him pretty much that i can think of and now there's like dozens of people that are getting involved and i think what we're seeing is just people going through the learning process of you know i think you sort of sort of have to overdo it and then you can sort of step back and like reflect on it think yeah this is i mean i might need to tone it down but i think once you get your hands on these sort of tools you you sort of do get carried away but yeah it's cool there's a lot of people learning and getting better and um i think that's kind of what we're experiencing at the moment is everyone's i mean everyone's still new to it right like i think there's progress to be made i mean they are making progress but yeah yeah it is interesting to see where we're going to be in like a few months time or whatever see yeah, I mean, even I'm puzzled. Every time me and Evie have to organize a thumbnail for the videos or whatever, it's just like, what direction do we go in? Because you can just make a thumbnail with like a like a pixel like yeah. item and it's just sit in the middle and that's powerful. And then you've got the massive 3D blender thumbnails. And it's like, is that working in the algorithm? I mean, there's been times where people have had to change away from that to, to just one of those more classic 2007 uh, thumbnails and it just performs so much better so it is mm-hmm. it is a balancing act i guess or maybe it's just no one's liking the blender thumbnails i don't know in my opinion when i see a blender thumbnail uh occasionally i think like <clears throat> this is kind of a weird thought and maybe i don't think it all the time but when i see a blender thumbnail and it's osrs content i almost think this is like too overdone not just the thumbnail alone but like the content might be too overdone like it's too professional like, yeah. I don't want professional. I want, like, you know, OSRS at the core. and But that's me. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's something about, like, okay, I already know because this is a Blender thumbnail. There's probably a one-minute sponsor in it, which isn't a big deal. But I can I, I can already tell that the fact that you put in this much work in the, <laughs> in the thumbnail yeah. means there's going to be a big-ass, like, sponsorship. It's going to be kind of, like, really professional. It's going to be, like, the cookie-cutter storytelling with a twist. or I don't know. It's, like kind of boring to me i want i want to see something that's different i get i get what you mean yeah for sure that is definitely thing an issue yeah i mean it's either that or or you get the surprise (laughs) 
the surprise ad with someone just using a basic thumbnail anyway. But yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it's uh yeah. I don't know. I I don't think it's just it's just so hard with the YouTube algorithm and sort of playing it. It's just really hard to know if like the thumbnail is the one reason that like the video might not be performing well, or if it's the title, or maybe you just didn't hit the you didn't hit the algorithm and get onto people's feeds. And I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to say, but I think. I think more content creators, I don't know if they have been putting out polls because I know you can do that on YouTube, right, for your subs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, even if you put one out, it'd be interesting to see, like, do you do you like the 3D rendered thumbnails or do you prefer classic ones? It'd be interesting to see what the reception is. True. Or just put up two different thumbnails and be like, which one would you click yeah. more? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, a good one. I want to talk about you how you got into the old school community how you got into art how you got into all this stuff so mm-hmm. i don't know if you have a, a certain narrative you like to follow where, where it comes to these kind of things but i guess start wherever you want uh how did you get to where you are right now um so in terms of runescape i've been playing for i mean like probably like a good 17 years or so i want to say my account is like that old don't hack me from that information alone. But no, um, yeah, I've been playing RuneScape like forever. I mean, I was there when Old School came out, like the as in the current one we played today when that mm-hmm. came out. And then, yeah, I'd always, I'd always just sort of, I mean, I, I, I sort of dabbled in RuneScape and and in Old School, and I wasn't really involved in the Twitch side or anything, uh, really. I mean, I'd always watched Twitch and I'd always played RuneScape, but it never occurred to me to look up what was going on on the old school runescape section of twitch um and then i until i I somehow came across a clip of perp i don't know if you've ever seen the one where he pks max cash and he falls off his chair (laughs) yeah i think i have i think that was my first sort of introduction (laughs) to uh, well to be fair in terms of youtube i'd always watch Bodie. i'd watch his one man army series back when that was being released Mm. that probably was the only i'm not i'm not a big youtube runescape watcher to be fair like i don't know why i just prefer the twitch side of things but yeah so so my involvement into twitch uh came through that sort of um clip and then i think i that was at the time that sort of perp ev ron and skidler were doing one of their gimp series so i started watching that and then i sort of i sort of integrated myself into perp's community and started making friends and then sort of started branching out and then like started speaking to perp like off stream and then and then basically through that I met EV and and then that goes off that direction but in terms of art um I as soon as I finished uh high school I went to university for screen arts which is like sort of the making of film so from like cameras to audio and all that that goes into the team that makes uh like film and stuff and and I ended up changing from that because I didn't like working in big teams and being reliant on other people. So I, I sort of just fell into graphic design. So I started su- studying graphic design and creative advertising, which I guess explains my background in uh, in the art side of things and how I got to where I am now. And I, I did learn so much going through my university degree. Like I wouldn't change that. Um, but yeah, that was my art side of things and how they sort of combined my RuneScape and art was... I think I think I was just talking to EVscape back. So this would have been okay. I remember vividly meeting him in Discord when I was playing WoW Classic release. So when was that? Twenty 
19. Yeah. So 2019, I was just talking to EV and then I ended up showing him some stuff I was doing at uni or something, sort of told him that I did graphic design. And then I think he sort of just said, you want to help me with the Battle Royale 2? And I was like, yeah, okay. And so the Battle Royale 2 was the first big branding or art thing I did for RuneScape. And then once that got out, I mean, that's a piece of content with like 32 content creators. So, I mean, then I sort of started speaking to them and there was... Um, I started speaking to Soup and did helped him with Gillenor Games, which was awesome. And yeah, it just sort of started exploding from there. And I just kept doing more and more. And that's yeah how I've gotten to where I am today, working on Speedrun Cop Two. Yeah, and uh, I put this in the tweet announcement, but you were also the best artist or best old school artist of 2021. So uh, for those unaware, what the popularity vote? <laughs> yeah, is that what it was? I think it's a it's a popularity vote. I think I think if you like, I mean, well, if you yeah, push for it, you're gonna win. Yeah, that's, like that's a good point. I mean, I was up against Crumb, who's got like a hundred thousand viewers, a uh, hundred thousand subs, sorry, on like mm. YouTube or whatever he has, and and I think if he just sort of if he cared enough, I mean, I think some some people sort of step down and say I don't want to win the award because I've already won it before or I'm just not oh, interested. Okay. So, I mean, I'm I sure think- if Crumb was putting that out to his 100,000 YouTubers, he probably would have won the vote, but... It's still very impressive. I know you're downplaying yeah. it, but it is, it is impressive, and you do... Uh, to be honest, even with the popularity contest, I mean, that does take some effort to kind of put yourself out there, because yeah. it's the same thing with anything, like the best YouTuber, best streamer. I mean, the best streamer, you see it all the time. Like, I mean, SparkMac, for example, he is pushing. I mean, he's like, everyone vote, yeah. vote, vote. Like, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta vote. And like, that's just mm-hmm. how it goes, so... Very impressive, by the way. Do you still have your golden gnome, or did you? Uh, uh, <laughs> still waiting on that. Oh, never mind. It, it is funny though. I I have been talking to Ben Aiza from uh, Jagex, and he has been super helpful, and he's given me updates. There was some there was some uh, issues with getting the gnomes to us, which I is, I understand. So like they're different. So <laughs> yeah. So this time around, they got they commissioned Willow. I don't know if you know you've heard of Willow Creative. Mm-hmm. She does like cosplays and stuff on. Uh, well, she posts a lot on Twitter, but actually commissioned to make gnomes uh for the winners so there was some sort of legal stuff about getting them sent out to us or whatever and Mm. they got held up a bit but i think i think they're actually getting sent out like in the next month or so with (laughs) tracking numbers and like did a bit as who's is like probably in customs somewhere just (laughs) never reaching him but yeah no i i i do have i do have a bit more faith coming on to almost a year since since the award uh but yeah no i haven't got it yeah i've got a shelf for it that i'm ready to oh just sort God. of stick it on hopefully one day next to a witchcrafty plushie but make my own little Ooh, yeah that'd shelf. be cool yeah uh, i mean i joked about her because she won the um the best new artist so i joked about oh, okay. making us just <laughs> golden gnome plushies <laughs> in case we never get the actual golden gnomes which that i would, would be more be than sick. happy with yeah, yeah, that would be I, so yeah, sick. I'll have to, I'll have to message you again about it. Yeah. God damn it! I didn't mean to just totally rail on Jagex. I thought you had already received. No, your <laughs> no, no they're, they're, I mean, it. I mean, there's, there's, there's issues. I get that come up with it. Yeah. I mean, the best, your best, your best bet is just going to RuneFest. I get it, and then they give it to you, hand deliver it to you, and you go on the stage and then hold on to it tight and don't, don't let it out of your sight. Literally. <laughs> yeah. No, that's you know, funny. I really am hoping for a Rune Fest very soon. Mm-hmm. I have been so desperate to go to one of those things. They seem so yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm coincidentally sort of 
going to be in the UK at some point next year. So I think it, I I hope there's a RuneFest and I hope it's around the time that I'm in the UK next year because, yeah, that would be awesome to just, yeah, end up there. I mean, I mean, fuck the event. It's just, I guess, the <laughs> hanging out with all the people you speak to online yeah, and stuff, like about. all the friends you've made, like that. that is like what I'm looking forward to the most for sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, rem- I recall listening and I'm, I'm going to probably talk, just say that, um, a lot of the things that I've already heard about Hootie Tootie were on the base after dark podcast. So if I ever refer to that, just understand that that's one I watched. So that's most of the stuff I know about Hootie Tootie was from that podcast, but I want to ask about, uh, your Twitch career because apparently you became affiliate just real quickly to get some emotes. And now it's all about we got to push you to get partner so that you can change your name on Twitch to Hootie. Yeah, I, I, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I guess I know enough. Like I've got so many connections and so many friends that are streamers, so that I was always going to get rated by one of them or whatever and get the what is it? Is it seven average views or is it less average views? You got to keep up for a week or something. Oh, it's three. Oh, it's oh, three. Yeah, it's okay, three. right. So I think I average like seventy with raids from friends over the seven streams Damn. and i was like okay cool i've got emotes now but to be honest i do kind of hate the waiting period of uploading emotes as an affiliate not having the instant like approval of emotes that annoys me but yeah i just wanted my own stupid emotes and they are very stupid to be fair i i think i think it's the same with a lot of artists is is i have all the time in the world for making uh graphics and overlays and alerts for other streamers and stuff but I don't think I could ever sit down and just make them for myself. I I just, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm not getting paid or, or just, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can't, I just mental block making my own overlays. I mean, Mofo does both. He, yeah. He's been going nuclear on his stuff that he's been posting about in terms of uh, like just stream sort of assets and stuff. But yeah, no, nah, that, that was my career uh, on Twitch was the seven or so streams to get affiliate and then the joking stream i did when the servers went down one day and i said 24 hour stream playing runescape and it was just me in bed <laughs> because the servers were down for like seven hours or whatever and i was just sleeping like waiting for the service to come up but oh my God. yeah i don't know i i i i kind of like the idea of streaming and it and it it is sort of appealing to me in the sense that like i like chatting with people and just sort of being entertaining and whatever but i just mm-hmm. i don't know i guess there's that that thought that most streamers think about is like what content would i stream would it be interesting Will people yeah. want to watch and i just i think i'm stuck on that part but yeah streaming is exhausting in a way as well because mm-hmm. there's something like the uh what is it you expect something as a streamer like it's you when you become a streamer you have these thoughts in your head like okay this is this is gonna be fucking awesome i'm gonna have like a bunch of viewers just constantly chatting to me and like this is my thing that i'm gonna stream and stuff like that's what i used to think when i first started streaming i was like i used to think of like all the best parts of streaming and i'm like this is gonna be just fucking awesome and then you start streaming and who knows maybe you do have a good start where you're pulling like already 10 20 30 viewers or even more than that but then you might see a dip and that's where like the mental part of it comes in that you don't really prepare for at least i don't and a lot of creators that i've talked to don't prepare for like these dips or plateaus where you're just like damn i was kind of like the idea of being a streamer is fun and all with the expectation that you're going to grow and if you don't see that growth that you expect immediately it's really demotivating and it kind of like 
burns you out but and i think part of it is kind of like if you do it expecting maybe monetary uh yeah you know just being able to be like financially secure in streaming which doesn't happen for years most of the time Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it can be kind of a a journey streaming and uh but i don't know i think you'd be a great streamer if you i don't know you just seem like a chill you're aussie right yo I can never tell like the Kiwis and Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there a way to like be able to tell you guys apart uh, just based off I accent? Mean, I mean, it's similar to like Canadians and Americans. I mean, I can like I think I'm getting better at it, but mm. very rarely can I tell if someone's like from my perspective on my side of the world, I can barely tell if someone's Canadian or not. Where I'm assuming you are like yeah, it's we pretty, can kind pretty of easy tell. for you. No, not super I mean, unless easy. it's obvious. Like if they've they've got that like. Yeah, like, like if they crazy say Canadian accent. Yeah. yeah, or say bud. Yeah, that's another yeah. teller. But yeah, um, yeah, I think I think it's just something I've gotten used to. On, no, I don't know. I don't know if I have any tips. Top ten tips telling the difference apart. But <laughs> did you going back to the streaming thing? Did you experience the sort of post partner viewer decline that a lot of people experience? Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't really ever do a partner push. So okay. when I first started streaming, it was January 2019, and mm-hmm. I got partnered August 2020. So it had been a right. year and a half, and yeah. there was, like, a few months before that, I was kind of already pushing the 75, like, but not quite. Mm-hmm. It was always, like, 68 or 73. Mm-hmm. God forbid I say 73, but <laughs> I do remember that number being up there for a couple months, just always constantly yeah. at, like, 73. I'm like, Jesus, I just can't get past this threshold. Yeah. Um, but I never really pushed so when i actually got partner it definitely was like okay i was pretty much maintaining above 75 even 80 ish okay but yeah you kind of see that dip and but the cool thing is you you get to stop caring yeah yeah you definitely do yeah because like even nowadays people come in and be like oh hey uh i'm gonna leave but i'll like i'll have your stream up and i'm like dude like go have you go have the stream up somewhere else like i i really don't care like i genuinely don't care if somebody leaves my stream at all anymore i used to kind of care back when i was trying to push for 75 but nowadays i'm like dude go help somebody that's trying for partner because it's a pretty cool sentiment from the the people to think be thinking of like your viewership and that and offering that sort of thing for you but yeah Yeah, it's it's uh at the end of the day i guess it it uh doesn't and I guess doesn't do a whole lot for you as a as an already partnered streamer. <laughs> yeah. No, but there yeah. that stress goes away, which is really nice. You already have the badge, which is fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Initially, it's like anything. It's like getting your infernal cape. the The next week after getting your infernal cape or getting a zook helmet or whatever it is, getting the fire cape, even it's like you feel yeah. like a total badass. And then it's like, oh well, this is just normal now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's not really that big of a game changer when people like are really pushing for Twitch. I I've seen it occasionally where a streamer will push for partner and then they'll get mm-hmm. partnered and then it's just like this burnout. Like they expected something a lot bigger, but it's literally the exact same thing. You just have mm-hmm. a badge next to you, so Yeah, it's a yeah. It I it, it, it you can see how it would be very demoralizing as a streamer, sort of like I mean I guess as you become a partner, that's probably probably coincides with the time that you might be thinking of becoming full-time right yeah. like it might be like mm-hmm. a partner is maybe you're getting enough viewers and 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 subs or whatever to have that as a possibility for you and then 
seeing that decline just as you sort of have been given that sort of reassurance that you're doing well and you're making it you've got that tick like you're you're a streamer now and then that that yeah that post viewer decline after the push yeah. must be yeah it must be hard and i, I yeah I, I feel for the streamers that have had to experience that because yeah that must yeah it's it's hard to say and i don't like i don't say this to be like maybe rude or to some people that have gone for a partner push but partner pushes kind of inevitably lead to that i feel like yeah when you're artificially inflating your numbers kind of and it might almost like burning out your viewers yeah (laughs) yeah it's way better to just do it organically the fact that you were able to get from five viewers to 30 and then from 30 to 70, and now you're trying to artificially push to like 75 and get that. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, it'll happen. People are yeah. flocking to you. I mean, you just got to understand stuff takes time. Exposure takes time. You got to be consistent mm-hmm. and there will be dips and ebbs yeah. and flows. And just, it, yeah. Probably better to just focus on you as a streamer and how you can uh, how you can improve your the experience for the viewers and stuff. I think that's yeah. definitely where, I mean, it is hard, but yeah, that's a. I think that's a good place to focus your energy and attention but yeah anyway yeah so here we got a a topic that i want to cover by toucan and he asks does jagex do enough to support content creators what more should what more should they do and then he also asks when i come visit will we share a bed or is there a (laughs) no i think we just contracted (laughs) covid so he's not allowed in my house he can stay there you can sleep in the um, the doghouse outside yeah yeah um do do they do enough Uh, i guess there's like a lot of different sort of aspects you can consider when you think of like that i mean when we do the battle royale they offer us the world um like the we have a private world that's like got a whitelist for all the content creators to play on and they they will like update some of the some of the like sort of game mechanics that sort of fit in line more like the fog for example they added fog for us to push everyone in but besides that i don't think they've ever really thrown anything together for content creators i mean we've i've spoken to ev about like just the possibility of there being a sort of like like content creator world sort of that's like four events and maybe you can book it out like a like you can pitch towards jagex like oh i don't know i've got this idea for an event and i'd like to get the world for this these dates and um and and these are the sort of I mean, if they had like templates for like the world and said like, oh, I want like a sort of dead man style world and then them going, yeah, cool. Just give us the whitelist and we'll add it. I mean, that would be such, I mean, I say that would be an easy thing for them because obviously we never know how much <laughs> actual effort and, you know, how engine work and stuff. But I think that would be like such a good step into sort of offering the minimum for content creators, but getting the most out of it like that would be awesome. But um yeah i don't know it's hard to say like i don't what what can they offer us that i mean they don't i don't it's a it's a hard topic at at least what eviescape kind of brought up on the base after dark podcast was just Mm -hmm. like there's just not enough it's like they just don't care enough like eviescape said he'd be in a conversation they'd meet back up two weeks later and then they just repeat the same thing it's like something's got to get done i think i think that's an issue at jagex is the chain of like communication of like one point like we have our our contact point and then they have to go talk to their boss who has to talk to their boss yeah, and then things just get lost and then and then it seems like each each jmod has got like cert, certain delegations that they've been given that like for some reason oh yeah you have to be in charge of like awarding or sending out the 
the awards for the league's top three total levels and like and then and then someone other J mod has got to worry about this as well and i think things just sort of get lost in the pipeline and i think yeah that's that's from from my perspective that's like one of the issues that sort of stops um like that quick like back and forth getting things done type of thing like we can't go to a J mod who can like sit down and just go okay yeah i'll do that tonight like i'll do that or i'll do that today at work like that's just not a thing so yeah i think things get lost i mean as simple as like i think I think it's amazing that they don't retweet like stuff. Like if we, if Jake, if EV, like, I, I, I don't know if like, okay, for context for the rest of the stream, Jake is EVscape. <laughs> Cause I, I feel like you, you sort of like have to be aware of that, that people might not know who Jake is, but yeah. So Jake, we, we sort of like, when we put out the battle royale and we've gone line with it, like, would it be so bad for Jake to retweet that? I mean, we're advertising their game for them, putting on a massive event. And I guess, yeah, they've got their worries about, oh, he's going to say he's gonna say something like we don't endorse or we don't yeah. like, you know, we don't affiliate with that sort of thought or whatever. Or like he pulls out his Glock as he famously does. <laughs> like maybe they don't want that to be associated with them. But like yeah. at the end of the day, like we're, we're doing like For those something- that don't know, Glock is a gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he refers to Sorry. it. Yeah. I just had to put that out there because somebody, yeah. somebody's thinking it's something else. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just gets his Glock out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just like we're, we're, we've thrown together this tournament, like advertising your game or even like, even like soups, like, like Gillen or games. Like yeah. we've put together this series, just retweet the first episode or just say like a, a quote tweet, like oh, check out this new series. Or, I mean, I guess asking for the, you know, those in-game announcements. Mm-hmm. We, we spoke about that um, potentially being a thing, which, I mean, you, you see the Q&As when they're live on Twitch and they're sitting on, like, 200 viewers. The notification goes out in-game. People can just 5, click 000. that. And now, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be powerful. And I, I kind of get maybe that they don't want to offer that. But, like, the retweets on Twitter, like, they're already kind of engaging with some stuff. And they put out the, you know, like, the artist showcase things where they showcase, like, artwork. And I guess that is, like, a, just a, a link that's already, like, they they know that that, image is safe or whatever at that point but i mean come on man just retweets would go a long way to just sort of promote content creators i think that's another thing that they should be providing more of i was just thinking they have a tab <clears throat> right next to the friends list in game it's just called community and it's mm-hmm. like dude how cool would it be if they just had a, a, a another tab where okay yeah there would probably have to be a lot of communication between the creator creators and jagex mm-hmm. just saying like hey if we're gonna sp- if we're gonna like put your link up here in this page, like you have to follow certain rules, obviously, because mm-hmm. again, they don't want to be promoting things that they're not comfortable with. But imagine they just have like a little community tab that shows big events that are happening in the community, like hey, speed run events coming up this date, and it's just very clear what's going on, kind of in the community. I think that yeah. would be really cool. And then yeah, they could have those in-game announcements if like you're gonna you know do what jagex says and like you know not pull out a gun see the <laughs> issue with that is it just makes too much sense to do something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, like yeah. i mean there is there is like a i'm pretty sure there's a jmod whose job is literally communicating with content creators i mean oh, that's like maybe not his full job but that is part of his job so i mean mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure he's got the time to do it so yeah i can't see why they couldn't do this so come on 
step up yeah. the game. That's... That would that would be awesome. And then you know people might be thinking, oh well, now like everyone's just gonna self promote their own shit up there. But no, nah, if there's like yeah. big community events where yeah. you're gathering the community, I think that's something that everybody yeah. would be totally cool with. Instead of it just being like, hey. Bodhi just went live. Here you go. Like, here's a link to Bodhi's stream. He just went live. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just like, okay, maybe I mean, community yeah. events would be appropriate. Like PvP tournaments yeah, hosted by yeah. people or like, yeah. like Getting like the, the community together. Does. Yeah, I think I think for sure. I can't see. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that down the line that, I mean, it just it just needs to become a thing at some certain yeah. point and then we've got it. And I think it just, I mean, that could happen tomorrow. It could happen three years from now. It's hard to say. But I think, yeah, that is a... I think more integration between the community and the game. I mean, people people always complain that sort of RuneScape has become this like Iron Man mode where you just don't talk to other people. Like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fish at the pond, and I'm turning my public off because those people are annoying or at Wintertod or whatever. I'm just, I'm basically just not gonna communicate with people. And a lot of people do miss that like social aspect, right? Of of just being able to, I'm gonna go chop bloody maple logs at sears and there's going to be three other people there type of thing i mean mm-hmm. i think people do enjoy the community side of the game and yeah i mean they think it's kind of stupid they don't promote it more but yeah yeah okay here's a topic and we i guess we're kind of going back to it but brett dog asks mm-hmm. you've wanted to do that cool trailer for a while i was pretty stoked to see that you finished it and it came out really well were there any parts of the trailer that gave you a lot of trouble or was it a pretty smooth process from start to finish? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, I think going back to that sort of um, that topic of thumbnails being overdone with the lighting and stuff, I think that was something I was consciously aware of that like I don't want to – I don't want it to be overdone and I want it to still feel old schooly. if that makes sense. And um, – that was something I was conscious of the entire way through. Uh, but past that, in terms of just the getting sort of effects out there, uh, yeah, the Zora, the Zora thing took a very long time. Just like, because, I mean, what's gone into that uh, scene is there's fog that I had to figure out how to do, the sort of water effect, and then there's like the raining particles. There's a lot of elements of Blender that I had to learn specifically for that scene. Um, I mean, each each scene pretty much is me just doing something new that I've... <laughs> had to spend two hours or so watching YouTube videos on how to get an effect and then making it work. I mean, just looking through it now, there's like particles that I had to do. Um, There's like camera movement along paths that I sort of spent a long time messing around with and glows. And yeah, I think, I think just overall learning the blender software and getting more comfortable with it was like the biggest I think that was the thing that slowed me down the most, but obviously it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it went it went relatively smoothly. Just it went slowly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you had mentioned like the first hundred and fifty hours are spent on the first four seconds mm-hmm. of it, but then it got a lot more streamlined, I believe, as it went. I mean, on. the the like I was spending a good sixteen hours sometimes a day on the trailer, and I don't think I ever did more than two scenes in one day. So like maybe I did the dude walking, uh, the camera shot through Tazar showing the dude the fight caves in the inferno, and then I did the next scene. Maybe I can't remember what it is, but it's just the dude walking through Prithinus, and that that was what I'd accomplished in sixteen hours, which is like eight seconds maybe to ten <laughs> seconds of footage. But it's, like yeah, it's so worth it though for the audience. It's so amazing, but. It, yeah. let me ask you this this is a kind of a weird question do you did you enjoy it 
Because the fact that you're putting in 16 hours, I mean, there's got to be something said for that. You must be just in the in the zone with it. I don't know. It's, or were it's you the just same. like, damn, this sucks? The in terms of the entire tournament in general, I'm just it's it's something that I know I'm going to be able to have completed and look back on and just say, damn, I ran that like entire tournament, like I yeah. made that, and it's something that's always going to be out there. And I think that's that's like a big thing for mm. this trailer and for the tournament, yeah, in general, is that I've put that trailer out there and it's it's cool. And and I I always love reading the replies and people saying that's hype. That's like my favorite <laughs> reply I can get because that's like the the one thing that I think. You just never see people talking about RuneScape being hype or or being so exciting or giving you chills. Like that's just not a common thing that you get in RuneScape and being able to do that is is like a yeah, it's a good feeling knowing that uh, I'm sort of bringing that reaction to people. But yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Here's some good topics from Nunu Nels. She asks three different things. So I'll just uh, list them all and then we can talk about them. Mm -hmm. What does a typical workday consist of for Hootie when working on project? Don't leave out all the raunchy details. I guess there's <laughs> raunchy details. What is your favorite, least favorite project to work on? Any that stick out in particular? And any non-OSRS related projects, companies you'd like to work on slash for? Okay. Yeah, those, those are very good questions. That, yeah. Um, a typical workday consists, I mean, in terms of like when I'm not doing IRL work, which I, I just do graphic design stuff for just like local companies and that, which is like the, I mean, mostly boring compared to RuneScape, but there's the occasional exciting thing. But workday in terms of just RuneScape art is just, typically it's me pissing around in game, whether it's, I mean, back when we... Uh, so the thing is, we used to use dev builds of RuneLight to get IDs of stuff, and now I'm terrified of looking into a dev build of RuneLight <laughs> because of the whole client nuke, yeah. which is like another whole thing that sort of uh, maybe hinders us, but it's, it's too early to tell whether yeah. that's like a thing that I'm missing. But yeah, so it would have been usually just fucking around, walking around top bank, grabbing IDs of NPCs or or like bank booths and stuff like that, and... And then it's probably getting distracted in RuneScape. Always, always a Twitch stream up on the side. I have to add, there's always um, always watching someone. Who? <sighs> if if there were okay. if there were three just random people, who who would be up there? Probably. The, so I I'm a big serial bouncer around of chats. I'd say hello, <laughs> leave five minutes. But the people that yeah. keep my attention the most, yeah, probably Swang KBK. I Hell yeah. he's just a hilarious dude and probably like one of the most entertaining streamers probably you know what i'm gonna say he's the most entertaining streamer for me personally on twitch so i i can sit i can sit in his chat all day and just talk shit with the other homies in there um skidler is another one oh, that yeah. I, I love watching um see the thing is normally see normally i'm not i'm not a big fan of those the big like 500 plus viewer streams mm -hmm. i i like I, I i like being able to have that close little like conversations with yeah. the streamer and the people in the chat like it's a nice little conversation or i feel like that kind of gets lost as the chat gets more flooded mm -hmm. well, not to say that i don't enjoy them like i can still watch them every now and then but yeah if i'm if i've got a stream up and i'm chilling doing work it's something like a a, a swang stream or sinferna if she's love i guess i gotta watch her the homie yeah uh lane's another homie shout out um I gotta. You had mentioned Skidler. I just gotta give a shout out to Skidler because if I ever pop in there, like he knows I popped in there. 
Like, if, yeah. if I say a message, you know, if I just chat uh, something. Like, he will see it, which is really yeah. – I mean, maybe it's the partner badge or something that's a little bit more visible. <laughs> I don't want to nah. just say it's there. But yeah, no, he, 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 will, he will welcome you to the stream. It's nice. And he is one of those people that pulls 500-plus. Yeah, he he does, like, such an amazing job. And I guess it's just who he is as a person. But the relationships he builds with, like, each and every person, you feel, like, you feel so welcome in yep. his chat. Like, I mean, he knows – he sees every single Twitch name and knows every single person's name. And he will, like, swag, swag man 47 will come in and he'll go, oh, yo, uh, I don't know, Greg, what's up? Like, he just knows everyone. Like, yeah. and, and, and it's amazing that he has that sort of, like, like, I guess it's, like, he's committing that much brain power and, like, he cares enough to sort of, like, be that interactive and, like, you know, he's not seeing people as just chatters, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's just, he's seeing them as, like, a person that's come to hang out with him. And I think he does that way better than anyone else. I mean, I think that's, I don't even think that's a skill you can learn. I mean, I think that's just him as a person, but like that, but like they're just that, like there will be hundreds of people. He just knows from like their Twitch name, who they are. And he will go, are you still like up in London or you know what I mean? Like, like everyone, like he just, he, yeah. He'll he'll know something about them. I wonder though, like, let's just imagine Skidler instead of 500 viewers, just pull that number Mm -hmm. out. Let's just say he got to 5,000. Like, where, mm-hmm. at what point? Because I still feel like he has that sort of tight-knit community, yep. sort of. Like, as much as you yep. can have with 500 people concurrently mm-hmm. watching you. But then, like, oh, what yeah. happens at 5,000? Because, like, I don't know. So you see that shift, I feel like, with streamers that get really big. And it's like, damn, you, you really can't have it all. You can't still be that really personable person. Because you got to hold on a stream. It's the same thing with... Uh, people resubbing. I, I mean, I remember watching Shroud back in the PUBG days, and it's like, dude, mm-hmm. y- you can't even say subs anymore. I mean, he's getting too no. many subs to even just even say their name. Yeah, <laughs> so- it would just be constantly reading a roll call of yeah. people at that point. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like, it, yeah, I don't think I don't think he can, and mm-hmm. it would just be picking messages from the chat because I mean, like phys- physically and and. Like you just can't. The messages are coming in faster than you can read them, so it will just end up people like repeating themselves. Yeah. There is a joke that we do in Skiller's chat. Well, obviously, like if he's like at all or he's concentrating, you sort of repeat your message and then in brackets do a two, and then like in brackets do a three if he misses it again, and it really annoys him. And that's just like, I mean, we 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 take the piss out of that, but that's like can be an issue, obviously, depending on what content you're doing yeah. and what you're streaming, but. Yeah, I, I think yeah, your your messages just get lost at that point. Yeah. Which uh, I think I mean I think it's a, a blessing and a curse, I guess, depending on how you see it as as the streamer. Like, you know, you've you you're successful, you're obviously doing things yeah. right, but at the same time, if that's something you enjoy and you, you appreciate the the close knit uh relationship you have with the viewers, then yeah, that probably gets a bit washed out at that point. Yeah, it's a I, I think it all, all just comes in like phases, at least for me. I haven't gotten to like the stage of you know 500 plus but i'll i'll pull 200 viewers occasionally and i Mm -hmm. will miss messages it's just like damn this used to never be a problem but now i think people just understand when messages maybe go too fast and there's like actual like multiple conversations going on at once it's really hard to keep up and yeah people just understand but i still have that guilt of like not reading every single message it's like damn it i just can't this why people need the VIP or mod badge to get your, <laughs> yeah. your chat read better. I mean, some people just say that they don't even look for that. Or the sub badge, that's a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not reading my messages because I don't have a sub badge type of thing. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Now, it, it is just hard. We, uh, we've even talked on my stream. There's certain name colors and there's yeah. certain badges and stuff that are just really easily ignorable. I don't know what. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's like the it, if you're in dark mode, like a darker blue or green, it just you yep. just lose it. You just don't even <laughs> look. It's purple. not it's not sticking out. And then you know what's even <laughs> no. worse is when people at you. So there will be a person with yeah. a dark forest green name that's just so mm-hmm. like you don't even see it. And then they'll at you. So it almost looks like they're a bot because whenever a bot <laughs> does anything, they have a bracket around them, like their whole message. Yeah. And then they will have a bracket. So I just skip it. I'm like, dude, I, I'm not reading that. It's just that. a bot saying what it normally does. Yeah. Follow me on YouTube or whatever. Subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, nah, that's you know, funny. you know, those eye trackers that you've seen certain streams. Yeah. I would love to have one of those and have the chat up on my that's stream hilarious. as well. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's see where my eyes drift to because like seriously there's names i just skip <laughs> just skip them it's, or it's like the person that you're not a fan of comes in and, and you look at their message and you just you obviously have read it but you just don't acknowledge it that would actually be such a fun stream to just see a live yeah. chat and the, oh. the eye tracker just seeing what how is that expensive to set up the eye tracker stuff? I don't know. I kind of want to get one now. I'm like, I, I think, I think excited. it's, I think it is hilarious. But um, <laughs> anyway, back to to Nunu's uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, the workday is just a Twitch on one monitor. I got, th- I'm a three monitor Andy. So Ooh. Twitch so, stream. Sorry, mm-hmm. I I gotta interrupt again. I I'm a two monitor Andy. Is mm-hmm. three worth it compared to two? Uh, I guess it's for like the editing stuff, right? Like, so it it lets me have like my Twitch or YouTube or whatever entertainment I have on one monitor, and then I've got in my middle monitor obviously the, my program I'm working on, and then I'll have either folders on the right that I'm like, uh, like constantly grabbing like pictures or whatever from that I'm adding to my project, or uh, like uh, like reference art or something on the side as well. So, mm. I mean, that's what I mostly use my three monitors for. Or Discord. I have Discord on the right. So, okay, yeah. I mean, often I, I am in Discord a lot of the time. If people are around and I'm just doing work and it's chill, I'll, I'll join a call, talk for a bit, start doing something where I kind of want to concentrate and just deafen. And I'll be deafening calls for hours. But, yeah. That's cool. That's another part of it. But, yeah, that's just, I guess that's, it's nothing exciting. That's kind of my work day. Um favorite least favorite project to work on i mean my favorite projects have to be the evscape stuff we do the tournaments the battle royals have been always such a pleasure and uh, enjoyable experience to work on i mean it's just a lot of time spent just chatting with jake behind the scenes we get to hang out so much during those events and uh and mason as well shout out mason from crusader talent and that whole team there are i i love just yeah talking to them and Getting to work with them for these sort of events is awesome. Um, yeah, the favorite events is just yeah the uh, the big. Oh, my favorite projects are the big events. Least favorite projects, I'm gonna say thumbnails and sort of the that sort of stuff and like emotes because mm-hmm. I I I feel there's so many artists that can do those things and I would rather that they sort of get to do it. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like some people that like, that's what they do, right? They do thumbnails and, and, and that's cool. Like they obviously enjoy it, but I mean, going back to what I was saying before, the storytelling and stuff is just something I really enjoy. And that's something I can do yeah. through like branding or, um, or the events we do or like, yeah, through Gillenor games. That's another really big project that I'm going to be working on again this year. Gillenor games three soups <laughs> reached out to me months ago saying, you want to do stuff again for that, which is, yeah, that's a big privilege to work on. But yeah, I love the big, the big events and branding. That's a, a big thing for me. And then, and then, yeah, c- continuing the same point to 
any non-OSRS related projects. Uh, I have always been fascinated by music festival uh, branding. I mean, there is so much that goes into it from the stage design to just the branding in general, like logos. And then you've got thousands of feet of signage that is around the festival or like the tickets and the wristbands and the lanyards. I, I've always been a big fan of music festivals, that sort of stuff. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, I would love to one day work on yeah. Music festivals. I, I don't know why that's, that's the one specific thing, but yeah, that's a something I've always thought about. Yeah. That would be dope. So you're kind of mm -hmm. like my older brother in a way. He's he's a creative director. <clears throat> I'm not going to mm -hmm. leak where he works, but uh, yeah. he uh, he loves the story and he loves like thematics and like make it. He loves being ahead of like a big project that's yeah all kind of together. It's all collaborating nicely. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the the fun stuff for me. Yeah, not just standalone little projects that you don't even get to finish or just like little yeah. snippets. Just. I mean, it is like probably more often than not the like probably the best money is just banging out thumbnails for content creators. But I mean, I don't even know if the with the amount of artists that exist now, the they're pretty spread out uh, covering all the content creators. So I don't even know if that's like a sustainable thing. I mean, unless you're like Hexo, Hexo, uh, he does really brilliant thumbnails. Going back to the Blender thing, he sort of has sort of stepped away. He still does Blender stuff, but he's been doing a lot more of the like photoshopping up, like the just a RuneScape screenshot and taking different elements. And I think he does a really good balance of that. And then you've got, uh, is it, I don't want to get the names wrong. Let me, let me search who I think, uh, oh, what's his name? Is it? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> is it eight sat? Yeah. Eight sat. Okay. Eight sat does the thumbnails for settled and framed and Jimmy and stuff. And, and he, uh, does a brilliant job so i mean i think they're they're kind of running the the thumbnail uh scene of things so i'll, I'll let them be as yeah. they are doing that but yeah um but yeah yeah i just i yeah i guess and yeah i just don't enjoy it as much because i mean i guess yeah you can tell a story in a thumbnail but it's not sort of as engaging as the the longer videos mm -hmm. okay this is one I would, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm down for this as well. Champions Cape asks, how much of a GoFundMe would be required for Hootie to make a RuneScape feature-length film? So we're talking two hours of blend. <laughs> um, let's Actually, say... no, let, let, let's say it's YouTube. Let's say it's, you know what, let's, let's be uh, a little bit more chill on this. Okay. Let's say 40 minutes of just pure, raw dopamine, just blender perfection, like... I... Uh, realistically <laughs> i'm gonna need like 70 grand to even think about let's that. do it boys like that... we're, we're starting it we were i was oh, expecting is... a mill 70 grand that's cheap we'll, we'll get that we'll yeah get that yeah <laughs> i mean yeah that is just the just the the process like you have to have a team for that there's yeah. no way like a solo it took me well like four or five months to finish uh, two minutes of footage like what <laughs> it's gonna take me like 10 years <laughs> to Jesus. do that so yeah i mean you'd you'd have to have a solid team if i had mm -hmm. like a but even then the, just the logistics of working with people that aren't nearby i mean i've i've been yeah. speaking to gums chili a lot about we always joke about doing a collab thing but that i would love to do something with him um but yeah i think a, a good little team would be necessary and then i mean imagine that like a, tr uh, a trailer comes out for a short film that 
Inga, Slow Smokey, Guns Chili, Nilky, Hootie, and, and others are all putting together. I mean, that would probably break the the Twitter for for the day or the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's my answer to that. 70, 70 grand, and and I need a team. Uh, and I don't mind if not all the seventy grand goes to me at that point. <laughs> now seventy grand for each of you. Yeah. Right, okay. We'll, yeah. We'll, sure. We'll get it set up now. Uh, let's see. We already covered this briefly, but if there's any if there's anything more, I just got to give a shout out to Lane. She was also a Sebe Cast mm-hmm. alumnus, so uh, yep. Uh, she asks, "How and when did you, Hootie, get involved in the OSRS community?" Um. Yeah, it was mostly through the 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 perp thing. It was talking to the to the other sort of chatters, the common chatters there, and then you sort of branch out, and then, um. And you just like you just keep meeting more people. Like I, at this point, I think I'd like to think I'm friendly with a lot of people. I mean, there's so many like amazing uh, people in the community that I've I get to hang out with, and yeah, I feel like you just keep like I'll, I'll hang out with a, a group of people and then somehow get sort of invited to another Discord. I mean, Discord is like a, a massive uh, way of communicating with like new people for me, at least. Like you just get invited to a new Discord, and then there's all these new people that you meet. Um, but yeah, I think mostly yeah, Discord is huge for making friends. But yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh Grax asks, do you believe in talent? How does it feel to be the leader of FOH or foe? Oh no. This is this is uh <laughs> a bit um awkward. That I'm no longer in FOH. Oh god. I, I always joked when I was in FOH that it stood for Friends of Hootie, so I'm guessing that's what it means, but just, how does it feel to be the leader of FOH? Oh my god. Um no, no longer in FOH sadly. I left I left the clan. Mm. Um You were kicked out, you... right? No. Well, no, I just wanted a trial in another yeah, clan and then I sort of fair. fell into that. So, yeah. I've I'm... I've seen um a lot of people in FOH. I've I'm clanless right now, but mm-hmm. uh, they always did seem to be a lot more of like a friendly little circle, yeah. just like very focused on the social aspect of stuff. Yeah, I mean, fun. yeah, they do a lot of um, a lot. They focus a lot on uh, like uh, community events mm-hmm. that like people host within it, and yeah, they are very friendly. But uh, I just felt I had a lot more friends in Obliv, so I just sort of ended up over there. Yeah. Um, but do you believe in talent? uh as in like a a natural born talent or sort of a learnt talent because, he's definitely here to a- answer that now <laughs> um because like do you believe in natural talent you see i don't know i see people drawing like a lot of the art even for like runescape and, and elsewhere dude some people are just so fucking talented at drawing and that's yeah <laughs> that's a talent i do not have but um yeah I mean, you can definitely notice some people are, are quicker at learning than others. And I don't know if that comes down to talent or just a better eye for detail. But I, I definitely think, I mean, if you talk, what's what's the thing like the Rushmore, your Mount Rushmore of like OSRS artists, I would say it's my top four is Nilky, Lil Smokey, Guns Chili, and Ingus. And I think they are like the most talented artists Uh that we have i mean obviously there are others that are still very talented but they're just like the four that i i think see are, now yeah. now i'm imagining their faces carved into a mountain so when are you gonna make <laughs> I mean, that are you gonna make that i mean <laughs> i'll talk to legend legend arts can do that that's the legend yeah. arts thing it feels 
So, but yeah, I mean, that's another talented, incredibly talented person. But yeah, yeah, no, for real. But by the way, where? Okay, I I don't want to give credit where it's not due. But who came out with the with the um the faces of the Giga Chad? You know, like those those. Oh my fa- Was it wasn't Legends Art, right? It just happens to be Legend Art's profile picture, the Giga Chad face. Yeah, I guess so. I Who guess, made that? Because yeah. I always thought it was actually Legend Arts that made oh, it. Oh, no, like, I don't think that's so. That's a really that's a good, massive... Uh... That's a question that I, it's probably lost unless it, unless it... I mean, is it... Was it just like a... Was it like an actual... I don't even experiment know. I, I, li- I literally don't know the history beside, the be, behind the, the Giga Chad face. But, like, who the hell made that? Because it's Apparently, clearly not a real person. The dude's Ernest... jawline is, like, godlike. Apparently, it was just some art project in Berlin, like... Interesting. 60 okay. years ago. I guess it's like wow. the... It's like the... Was it... Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Oh, is it? Maybe it's not. Well, it's based off... I don't... Look, I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I, I guess yeah, it's like the random. ultimate features of like um the, the perfect yeah what would be the biggest specimen. chad yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much i don't think legend did that no so this is um a little thing i wanted to add simply because i'm talking to an artist myself but uh it's i hired killer fishy 24 who's made a bunch of art it's it's normally just uh pictures and he'll get commissions mm-hmm. from people that want to draw their runescape characters and stuff um but i hired killer fishy 24 to make the sebe cast display and he manually drew like 50 people's faces and put it all into this oh, thing wow um yeah yeah i remember that actually yeah yeah so awesome. he made that and now i'm considering and of course I've, I've not been able to put it on display yet because I, a, a no. long story anyway I'll, I'll go into that later if, if you even care yeah. but basically i haven't gotten it up on display but i want to sell it on display because i think display it's a great fucking mm-hmm place to sell your art and i think it's really like standardized so if you ever come out with future art it's really good to just have it all on display rather than some like budget site um anyway so i haven't been able to sell on there yet because i'm not an art i'm not a registered artist on there to like start selling stuff but um i was considering because one of my visions is to have like a new year of sebe cast display you know every year it's like yeah, yeah and just have all the guests faces drawn and i was considering i was like hmm i could just have killer fishy do every year or i could hire a different artist and get like different artists Ooh. involved and have a different kind of like theme to it or something yeah and, that uh, could be interesting yeah, yeah. When, whenever legends arts brought up i'm like oh, oh that would be kind of cool to get him to yeah that would be sick to do it yeah he, uh, he's they're both i mean the composition of that image is brilliant and that's another thing that legend arts is quite good at i mean he yeah. did the um the display for settled right of like the mm-hmm. the top bosses yep that that is just yeah, yeah brilliant yeah that that would be yeah surely yeah. all right I'll... legend arts if you're listening to this <laughs> message <laughs> message cider get this going yeah no it's definitely something i've been looking for i just, I just really need to get my stuff on display but it's really hard when you have one mm-hmm. piece of thing you're gonna sell and you're not even right. an artist yourself you just commissioned it so it's like uh, is that where it, yeah. anyway that's yeah. a little like side story for later but <clears throat> let's check uh i was looking at one topic in particular okay this is a kind of random one but i want to hear your thoughts on it anyway Mm-hmm. Brawling asks, would you rather fight one elephant-sized rat or a thousand rat-sized elephants? And then he also asks, is it true your purpose is to find sad woman and give them an... Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. And we'll just cover the first one. How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I um, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's brawling being brawling. Uh, one <laughs> of the one of the, the homies. Uh, would you rather fight one elephant-sized rat or a thousand rats? Um. Jeez. You know, I probably I have a lot of rat friends that are just rats. So I mean, I like I like the idea of just fighting all of them, but none of them are elephant-sized. This is. I think a thousand. Oh, I don't know, dude. A thousand rat-sized elephants is definitely the answer. Like, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know what challenge they're gonna. Uh, can you imagine like, a rat that is the size of an elephant? Oh, Fuck I didn't even. That. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, no. That, I don't think that's a smart choice at all. Yeah, no. I'm definitely going with the a thousand rat-sized elephants. I don't know what they're. Yeah. Elephants like a aggressive animal. I don't think so. Like no, that. they're chill. I, mean, I don't think. I don't think rats are either. Or maybe I mean, they that are. rat. I are I, I'm just thinking of Princess Bride that. Fucking yeah. rat from the little okay, swamp yeah. place. Fuck that. Got to light him on fire. Rats, yeah, I think I think the choice has been made. Yeah, <laughs> thousand rat-sized elephants. Right. Uh. Okay. So here's a question from second base. He asks, "What software do you most commonly use for editing? How does all of it? How does all of it cost you?" That's... Um. Uh. So. Most of my time, probably up until I really got into Blender, so much of my time has been spent in Adobe After Effects, and that's like the making the trailers or making transitions on streams and or like just looping footage. That's After Effects is just like my bread and butter. That's where I've spent like most of my time for sure. Um, so in terms, so so running through like the speedrun cup, so the. Um, the second and third trailer we put out for the speedrun cup, which probably hasn't this hasn't had the same views as the other, but that was all done in After Effects. Um, the the webcam overlays and stuff you're going to see, the looping footage is done in After Effects, um, and then Photoshop is I use Photoshop for, I guess I use it for mocking up other stuff sort of playing around i don't really well i guess i use photoshop for a lot of the um end cards so basically when a boss has finished being run it sort of transitions to like a card that shows like the scores so far in the series and stuff like that so that's all done in photoshop uh adobe illustrator i use for making logos so the eight team logos well i i made what six of them and then i got chelsea grin shout out to do the crocs under mushroom or cum logo and hio did the BDSM logo. I know the team names are very strange this year. <laughs> I was like, uh, did I miss uh, you about? <laughs> yeah, Crocs Under Mushrooms. Uh, yeah, so, and BDSM, which I can't remember what that stands for. Some, savant something, males or something. I don't know. Addy, okay. That's an Addy thing. Addy. <laughs> well, see, the last year they were Cthulhu Box Theory, which was Team CBT. So, I mean, for people who know what CBT stands for, that's uh, the, the running joke that they're sort of going along with now. But yeah, so so logos done in Illustrator. Uh, in terms of editing the actual footage of the runs and splicing that together and having the scoreboard overlay that has the timing splits on the right side that you're going to see, um, and the scoreboard with like the like how many maps or bosses, sorry, that uh, each team has won. That's all done in Adobe uh, Premiere Pro. And then yeah, Blender is where I did the animation for the trailer. And yeah, you see, it's just me bouncing between programs at this point. Um, yeah, Trillion, which obviously goes with the Blender thing and exporting things. Kodad is another piece of software that StanDev developed, and that's for exporting models and stuff. So yeah, it's a it's a good handful of programs. And in terms of cost, uh, Blender is a free 
open source software that anyone listening that's interested in it can go and learn. It's free. Woohoo. And uh, the Adobe suite cost me, okay, now I'm going to tell you in fake, let me convert it from fake Australian dollars to <laughs> US dollars or whatever. There we go. So about, Freedom about units. 30, 30 US dollars a month I pay for um, my Adobe suite. So that's pretty much my, yeah, my upkeep. Very as long cool. as I make $30 back for that, then I'm winning. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, <clears throat> EVScape wants to know, what's it like being the horniest man in the OSR section? You say See, you said, I mean, you replied to him saying factually incorrect. Okay. Do you stand there, by that? There, are, there is people like did a bitter in, and ignoble solid in the replies that you can see that are just... <laughs> See, Wait, oh yeah, let me see this. <laughs> someone said Ditter. Well, Ron said Ron plays games. Suggested Ditter, and then Swift suggested Ignoble, and I think they're very good contenders. But I think, I think this. What's it like being the horniest man in the OSRS section? Just stems from me. I don't know. It's I, I like to watch all streams, all viewers. Uh, sorry, all streams, and no matter what they're like. And sometimes mm-hmm. I end up in the more booba uh, streams, <laughs> and and I get called out for it. I mean, I they're not calling me out when I'm watching Skidler or you know watching those sort of people, but no, it's when it's when I end up in those other streams that people start to call me out. And I, yeah, no, what's up with that, man? What's it like? It's a sad, it's a sad, sad life. You know, <laughs> very lively. No, I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's funny. It's it, I, it's kind of a joke now, and it's kind of yeah, yeah. gone to a point where it's a. Uh, it's a funny little... I mean, I kind of encourage it sometimes, you know, <laughs> just to get a reaction out of them, just to see, you know, is anyone watching? Is anyone... All right. Jake also asks, can you give us your insight on Vaporeon? That's a Pokemon, oh, no. right? Yes. So that that is an awful copy pasta from... <laughs> I'm going to assume 4chan, which we probably don't need to go into, but basically... <laughs> Basically, there's just a, a, a write-up someone did about how Vaporeon is the most compatible Pokemon to human Jesus breeding Christ. combination. So yeah, that's a <laughs> that's what that's alluding to. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the fan. We don't dude, we don't get any. I mean, either I'm not exposed to it, or there's just no RuneScape fan fiction going on. <laughs> Where's that? I mean, maybe it does exist, and I've just not found it. But you know, like the the neve and the whatever else goes into it maybe maybe need to start start a little little side hustle of writing runescape fanfic i'm not gonna i mean okay this i'm sorry for my audience listening to this if you are just not in this mood but i was just thinking i mean with your talent with uh blender and stuff and the the horniness of the community you could make some very talented not safe for work content that people would pay hundreds if if not billions for uh, i mean eviescape is uh has alluded to starting an only fans maybe i'll have to collab with him and then also <laughs> we'll get some 3d modeled stuff going on there Jesus on the sides fuck. dude i, I always, mean you're definitely not wrong i just but... i just think of Eve- where the fuck did eviescape get that picture of the hot chick that's looking in the mirror but then it's eviescape's okay. yeah that's face. me <laughs> that's, Dude, that's my doing. It's literally perfect. I'm like, I mean, the, the, except for the, the phone. Funny, the phone's a little off, but that's only if you're like staring at it. But the, the funniest thing about that is that you look at like the back of her head. <laughs> that's the back of his head. That's not even like no the way. I, I edited the back of the head as well. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, he's got luscious hair, I guess. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, that's, that's, a, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just glorious. Like, 
That's a like, 2 a.m. thought, me that, messaging EV, like, how funny would this be if, we, <laughs> if I put you in, like, the reflection of that? I mean, that is seriously what I am, when I think, because EVscape's been talking about it for a long time, him coming out with his yeah. OnlyFans, he's, he says he's going to do it, too, in, like, September or something, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, but I believe him. I'm not going to lie, if the content is that kind of shit, like, I might subscribe, you know? I, I definitely think he, there's going to be a, a funny little, like, balance <laughs> between, uh, well, he's, he's been talking about the cock cock in a glock thing because yeah going back to the gun thing that's a a little staple of his stream where he pulls out the glock it's a fake one by the yeah, way yeah. for people that are wondering it's a very fake plastic one but yeah he's he said that he's gonna uh i i, I hate to use the word the climax but the 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 apex i guess of his uh only fans career is the the cock in a glock and just through the sort of trigger but um what was the question i, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. even we know we, we got yeah we, but anyway we strayed far then Fan fiction, yeah, maybe. maybe uh, I, I also, uh, I mean, shout out Sinferno. She's I, like one of the really close homies. She uh, is always on the prowl for a, a new, like, or seeing Twitter trends and sort of um, uh, connecting that back to RuneScape and stuff. Actually, no, maybe it was. I think Chelsea uh, suggested the uh, a, a model of Neve, and for every fifty retweets, I take a piece of clothing off her, and I think that would probably. <laughs> go viral pretty quickly but yeah, you'd have to uh, say mean, more than 50 it'd be like five thousand every five 000. i think i mean i i can definitely see something like that like <laughs> even but there's the the side of runescape community that are genuinely down bad to see neve and then there's the other community that are sort of like that's pretty funny aren't they? <laughs> yeah yeah okay um i want to kind of go back to this and gecko shake asks would you ever get into streaming more consistently why or why not um okay well i guess i guess something i didn't mention before is one of the probably bigger limiting factors which i guess probably isn't that bad but like the australian internet is pretty horrible and i get like maybe mm. seven upload on a good day so i mean i'd be a 720p streamer for sure um but like i mean i think hopefully i wouldn't lose too many friends i mean thankfully runescape is a is a a, a game where you can stream at like 2000 bit rate or whatever or yeah. even lower probably and get away with it but you see some you see some runescape streamers who try to play like an fps or something and, and the stream just looks horrible because yeah. obviously their their computer just can't run it or or it's the internet or whatever but yeah i i, I think if internet wasn't an issue or if i could just sort of get past it or if it did work um I don't know. It's that sort of like feeling of not not knowing what content would set me apart from the rest, I guess. Or if that's even an important thing, I don't know. I, I, I like the yeah, idea of um streaming and maybe if Raids three goes super well and I and I you know, top one hundred rank after like a month because I've been playing too much RuneScape, maybe then I'll think about, you know, chucking a stream on while I play. It's a it's funny the amount of people in the high level community who are who have all of a sudden started streaming as soon as the the client ban happened because i mean i'm guessing the reason they didn't stream was because they played on cheat client and obviously you probably don't want to stream that and then they got on runelight we're like ah oh, it's uh not not that bad i can play on Rune, runelight perfectly fine so then they all decided to stream but um i mean that's just going off topic but yeah i don't i don't know what like uh, I, I don't know if, i don't know if my gameplay would be I mean, I know, like, obviously, you don't have to be amazing at the mm. game, right? It's um, just, it, it really is what yeah. you said initially. It's like offering something unique. Mm -hmm. And I think you do have a lot of stuff to offer that's unique. It would have to be up to you. Um, 
what would set you apart dramatically but like seriously i mean you even just see transitions and notifications and things like when people mm -hmm. fall like things that make your stream even just visually pop out mm -hmm. more and like be more like ooh, this is sleek like this is like nice yeah. being here good music you know good vibes and it's like sometimes oh, there's more to it thing. than just like gameplay and just being super yeah. funny it's like no, oh, I think I think there's definitely like a triangle. You can you can be really good at the game and get viewers for it. You can be really funny at the game, or really sorry, really funny in general and get viewers for it. And that's yeah, it's probably, prob yeah. hopefully, fit in somewhere there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned that you've been playing a lot of RuneScape, so uh, I guess we'll cover some of these RuneScape questions. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, Jay or metallic mage by the yeah. way i gotta give a shout out to this guy metallic mage yeah, he, came, he came into my stream one random day when i decided i was killing next and we would always go on hot like those high risk worlds or target worlds or whatever mm -hmm. um anyway so i got an elite clue and i pulled the lever and of course i was in uh target world where i'm automatically scold i had my blowpipe had my eternal glory i was i was gonna lose it all there's no protect item and a guy was instantly by the lever trying to uh, murder me. And then his team mm -hmm. logged in. And so I'm on stream with two brews only. And I'm mm -hmm. like, motherfuckers, get out here. I'm on this world. I need help bad. Yeah. And anyway, so it was like a three-minute highlight on my stream that just, like, shows me running around and, like, uh, trying to evade these guys and having my stream come in. And then Metallic Mage is that one guy that <gasps> really boxed the Gandalf. last person off me. He, he, he basically <laughs> Literally on the, on the hill with the sun behind him <laughs> as he rides down. Literally Gandalf, because it's literally, like, we're on that little peninsula where the lever is, and I'm running away from it. It's basically, like, you shall not fucking pass. So he yeah. boxes that guy that can't freeze me, and so... So uh, I ended up getting away with no food left and like 30 HP That's or incredible. So I modded yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I love Jay. Uh, I just at, came yeah. I just came from a call with him then actually before oh, really? we started. Yeah, he's a homie. Very cool. He asks, do you have any PvP experience, whether it be PKing at revs or wilderness bosses? And if so, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so there is a bit of context behind this question that... I'll just in just answering it answering it at a base level. Uh, my PvP experience is just sort of messing around with the homies going up in like the rag gear and just hitting people in multi, like Venonatus and stuff. That's where those people that just sort of I mean, I understand it's a terrible experience to get hit by people in the wilderness, but like when you're with your homies, I mean there's obviously like two ways to it, but yeah. And mm -hmm. that's my experience with PvP. I've never really gotten into like sort of 1v1 sort of stuff. Like it's just not something I guess I am like one of many people probably put off by the skill gap and I don't really have the interest to to delve that much time and effort into PvP to get good enough at it where I can probably enjoy the like PvP aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. But um, so <laughs> the reason he asked this is uh, I mentioned briefly before that I am I, now in a Bliv but used to be in FOH. And so obviously... With a lot of clans, there's the rule, you know, you can't PK people within your own clan. Because, you know, <laughs> Is that I guess... actually a rule? Well, I, I guess, guess that makes sense. I guess it makes sense more, like, <laughs> if you think about the fact that you've got their worlds permanently, even if they yeah. appear offline, That's and true. also, like, you've got the game, like, the drop announcement thing, right? That's like, true. this dude just got, like, I don't know, a tyrannical ring, you know, Let's you know on. what this dude's doing, where he's at, like, yeah. so I guess, I guess they do kind of make that rule. So, 
So when I was still in FOH, there was an Obliv bingo going on and me and my friends thought, damn, Obliv people, they're probably some of the richest people in the game. They're probably risking <laughs> a whole lot of stuff in the wilderness because there were wilderness, wilderness tiles in their bingo. So we're just sort of hopping through Venonatus, killing people for like eight mil or whatever. And then obviously like Obliv is like the, the sweat. So it's like I'm killing Scorpio one plus four with four alts. So, like, you're killing four alts, so this poor person has not only died on their main, but they're now re-gearing five accounts to go back up to the wilderness oh to probably God. get attacked by you again in, like, 20 minutes. So that's that's the context behind my PvP experience. And then, obviously, <laughs> I then joined Obliv, and, and I think some people have still got a little bit of a, a sour taste in their mouth from that experience. But I, I think oh I think some pe- most people get that it's it's you're in the wilderness you're i mean you get attacked it's just this this that's what the wilderness is right Mm -hmm. but yeah that's my my recent experience wilderness is yeah killing yeah in just multi just running in to venonata some dude who's kind of semi-focused and then all of a sudden there's 10 people attacking him and he's just dead three ticks later and yeah, there's eight mil gone. And I just, yeah, I just love that I've always been in Iron Man clan. So that's never been a rule. It's never even been uh, a thought yeah. to have a rule because nobody's going out on their Iron Man PKing other Iron Man. You say that, but some of us were. I do have a friend, Lucky, who who loves to PK on his Iron Man, and and he is going up with claws and stuff. So I mean, oh my if somehow God. he ends up getting smited, he's yeah, he's losing those claws on his Iron Man. But I mean, yeah, I mean, is yeah, I mean, there's no incentive. Yeah, I remember um, back when revs were initially multi, and uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to camp revs for like three months straight. I'm talking like full degen hours. I was working yeah. part time, and so like basically anytime I wasn't working, I was on my computer. And uh, yeah, that was like total hell. But I do remember um, when you are just surrounded by an environment of PvP, you're just like always killing each other and dying and stuff. You end up mm-hmm. getting a little bit of a taste for like going out and like seeking your own prey you know what i mean so i got the like brilliant idea of uh going out and doing those like you know full max strength clawing out uh black chin hunters just because it's Mm -hmm. so easy to do you just run out there claw them twice and just do like a little venge thing (laughs) so they don't know you're coming at them and yeah i had a really fun night where i killed like seven different people but i never got to loot anything i just did it just because I wanted that, like, thrill funny, of yeah. just killing somebody. And, yeah, it feels pretty shitty because the people are just, like, calling you the worst things ever that you're, like, spending yeah. your time to ruin somebody else's day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I literally was not getting anything out of it. It was literally just me um, venting almost. Just, like, I've died so yeah. many fucking times at Revs. I want to be the one that has all the power now. So, like... Yeah, it's, it, it's it, weird. But I, I understand how PKers get into that where it's like, okay, that's all they want to do at this point is just PK, PK, PK. I don't know. It makes me makes you wonder, like, is there a is there a, I know so like is there ever a possibility of like a an AI, like a bot version of like LMS or something where people can just verse like AI? I mean obviously like people say, Oh, that's you know, yeah. it might develop bad tendencies if you want to become a PK because they're not acting like a real person but i mean it maybe it satisfies that urge for some people who wouldn't dude that's what mod elena was talking about on the save cast like i don't mm. know it's been at least nine months ago at this point but yeah. she had mentioned something like a pvp training ground where you have a where you're facing a bot basically and you learn the basics yeah. they kind of progress I with mean... you and then you're eventually <laughs> facing a terminator 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the the goal. I mean, with the fucking the parting of thralls up until today's update. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how much hope I don't know we can have in that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they could they could program Dude, it to be kind of fun. But I'm yeah. not gonna lie, the fact that they now have pathing for thralls makes me fucking terrified. They're gonna have pathing for like bosses and stuff. So like, imagine an Inferno 2.0 where the bosses can just path around the pillars and shit like whenever yeah. they want and just like <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. I instant, instantly when um instantly when that update happened i said okay we need to go to mystics at at cox because that is the most zigzaggy path <laughs> where yeah. thralls are permanently getting stuck and and someone they they long ranged like a, the back mystic in the back of the room after summoning a thrall at the entrance and it was like a roomba like watching watching that little thrall walk through the maze sort of like because obviously they walk right they don't run so he's yeah. just slowly walking through the maze of the mystic and then finally just start shooting the mystics it was just dude, like, hilarious dude how, so hilarious. how fucking cool would it be to have th running thralls that is terrifying as like, if they weren't overpowered enough yeah now they're they're pretty busted but uh i think that would be really cool maybe just spend a little bit more of this this new spell that just makes them like hit double what they already hit and just make them run and shit. You know you're asking for a lot, right? It's coming... <laughs> the, fa the fact that those things are the biggest DPS increase we've gotten from a single thing and it came from a quest is mind blowing. Yeah, and I think I think you're asking for unless the I, I mean that book, the Book of the Dead, could have just been a raids drop. Like that's it. That is a ridiculous thought. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe if you like got an, a, a raid drop that are attached to the book of the dead or something to sort of i mean not that they need to be any stronger but yeah i assume that's what it'd have to be to to pull or whatever an increase well uh, the thralls. I, I already have a feeling that they're going to get rid of the book of the dead requirement i mean they literally on release already got rid of the requirement that you had to be wielding the book that used to be your fucking requirement oh, you had to wield the book the thing, yeah yeah and so i was just thinking oh well if i ever want to use a scythe anywhere i can't use this because then my thrall will go away and then on Maybe. release you just didn't have to so now i'm thinking dude i'm pretty sure eventually they'll pull simply because the new arcane's coming out as well yeah. Like they maybe they'll add like, ooh, you can attach the essence of Book of Darkness or whatever it's called into the mm -hmm. new Ward of Elodinus and then you can just use that or something. Just know. just briefly mentioning that, what do you what do you think so far of the uh the assets, the models and stuff of the both the Shadow of Tumakin and then yeah, the Ward? What do you what do you what are your I saw on? the ward. I have actually not seen the shadow. Can you link those to me? Yeah, let me find it. Because I'll I'll also show them to uh people that are unaware as well. Uh, but the the um uh the ward looked they said what it was like that skull of a fucking a hippo or something <laughs> like it looked pretty cool though like with that little lore uh, yeah. i have not seen the shadow yet they did it in two parts i think mod Jerv did the the shadow's two-handed though right so you can't yeah, even the use shadow's both two, um handed shout out mod Jerv though for the concept art um brilliant brilliant artist um that's the that's the shadow the two-handed staff that i've just linked you now Ooh, okay let's pull this up okay okay and that is this. like fucking it looks epic like it just looks like damn yeah. this thing is like a god destroyer I guess it's supposed to be like a like a eclipse. I guess like the that's what I'm getting from the middle bit. It's like the the moon covering the Ooh, sun. Ooh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and then so that's uh, awesome. 
that's the ward and then also i guess this is also that was it initially shown and then that second thing i've linked is the sort of updates they did because the initial feedback was it's probably too small okay and um and they've added an ornament kit because apparently that's the meta for updates is just whack an ornament kit on everything <laughs> so this is what it used to look like and people thought it look too small kind of like a buckler almost yeah i guess so right and then they are changing it to this let's pull this up don't, real quick. i don't know if i'm sold on the ward it it first of all it's an arcane mm -hmm. that then becomes the color of an elijah for some reason i'm yeah. not sure about that um i, I kind okay so, yeah okay well here let me hear you out first and then i'll share my okay. thoughts so so i love the sigil shape i think that is so cool but it's i think it's once you see the the blue part of the shield looking like a dude that's putting his arms up celebrating it just uh it, it just it i don't know i i'm not a big fan of the shape of the actual blue part of the shield but the rest of it i think is awesome that's my thoughts on it so they are having two different colors and so i believe it's an ornament kit the, the red tied like the to the pyramid for the and recall recolor if you scroll down to the reply to that tweet you can actually see the recolored one being walked ooh, through in game it looks a bit different. yeah it's like it's more darker and transparent Dude, i guess than the um i'm not gonna i think it's cool i think yeah i think these look really fuck i i like the red unfortunately red always get, it kind of has that thing with melee like mm -hmm. red shouldn't really be mage but and and the yeah. unfortunate thing is you can't even use the shadow with this exactly so. yeah it's but gonna it's be uh so cool looking do you i can't remember do you have you have an arcane or you i do i finally got okay. mine. so yeah. yeah 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 that's right so i mean yeah hopefully you get this little attachment for it and yeah i'm just gonna say right now i'm a much bigger fan of the red i think mm -hmm. they could completely scrap the turquoise yeah i could i could see that i mean yeah i i think so i think yeah i mean yeah it the red just looks better in general plus yeah. it's strange that it's an elijah colored shield when it's an arcane which would be yellow yep yep you're totally right I, I don't, I don't, I yeah i don't know i don't think i don't know if i'm sold on the two little arm bits that sort of point out towards the front yeah i can see that you can see that but mm -hmm. i just don't see it being a big deal I, I like i see what you mean like the like the two fins are almost feet and then the arms are kind of mm -hmm. reaching out and then the yeah. head yeah i don't i can't really i don't see that being a, a problem honestly yeah. that's me though i mean at the end of the day, it's going to be the exact same as Torva and everything else where, like, obviously we're all just used to run, running around in Bandos and a face guard and that being best in slot. And then, mm -hmm. like, Torva comes out and initially you're like, well, this is some new looking armor. I mean, I guess Torva does have that nostalgia and obviously existing prior to uh, old school. But we're just going to start wielding the shield and in two weeks it's just going to be the norm. Like, you're just yeah, going to be used yeah. to it, like, having it equipped. Oh, the same with I, think it looks, I think the staff is awesome. It looks fucking dope. <laughs> Not lie, like I'm actually yeah. so pumped for this, and mainly I think part of the reason I love it so much is because it's transparent now, unlike mm -hmm. what they originally had proposed, yeah. which was like that buckler that's kind of like it almost looks like a Guardians of the Rift reward. Like, what do like, you now? I know as a nightmare connoisseur, you might know, but do you remember that they initially polled the and i think it even passed the upgraded arcane coming from nightmare right like an offhand mage book that was thing oh um, i don't know if you remember that yeah the the uh siren or the yeah yeah exactly exactly did they ever show like artwork for that oh. or did they never get that far 
I think they originally had. Let me actually just look that up real quick. Yeah, what was it I'm, called? I, I, Siren's that, Tome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe so. But that that passed, right? And then and then the feedback was somehow. Okay, uh, so so I'm pulling this up here. Let me actually link this to you real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what the book originally looked like, but then they wanted to attach it to uh, an arcane, and I think the arcane yeah. was all just fan art. Yeah. Uh, ah. Okay. So this is what the book uh, used to look like. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I can I kind of get around the book. Um. Yeah. What did that shield ever look like? Do you, I don't know how much you know about RuneScape three, but is there like a cursed? Are there cursed spirit shields or something? I a lot of people maybe it's like a bloody private server thing or something. A lot of people have been putting around a photo of like an arcane shield, except it's sort of like black and red color scheme. Um, let me see if I can find that. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess it's it's close enough to the arcane. I guess that it's uh the sigil mainly that it's um you can tell that it comes from it, and I think it's good that it's like obviously close enough. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure people will just be used to it, and the staff is awesome. And I think what have we got left to be revealed? The the Tumikins fang that's and the missouri is that it it's osmumpton's fang and masori okay and then i mean the ring is the ring we're not really going to see that light bearer ring yeah who knows what the The, doesn't really matter the the pet i'm I'm assuming the pet's going to be awesome it's it's an interesting thought with the invocations right so where so with challenge mode and hard mode uh cox and tob respectively which came out uh a decent amount of time after the initial release we got the dust right and the yeah. ornament kits so it's it's uh i'm i'm assuming the fact that they're already showing ornament kits for the items that we're going to get the dust because of the invocation system we kind of had that difficulty system built in to the raid on release so so what we're going to get dust on release that's kind of exciting but also kind of miss that little rejuvenation period of like the harder mode true I guess. True. I wonder if in the future they'll add more invocations. I think that's a. I think that is they they should a hundred percent. I think that's genius, and that is an easy way to yeah like rejuvenate the content yeah. at a certain point. Especially if like people get to a point where they are completing it with all invocations. I don't know if that's like that's they balanced around it being possible. I mean, I'm sure Port Kazard or or Wooks or someone is gonna is gonna do it, even if they say that it's not possible, but. But it, it would be, yeah, if that is a thing, yeah. I, I And even if not, I think, yeah, it, more invocations in the future, like almost like expansion pack type of thing. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Yeah, Dude, I just got to say how fucking cool it is that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You just brought up the name Port Gazard with Wooks. Like, <laughs> uh, I, dude, I just Port Gazard is. Yeah. He's so goddamn good at the game. Like, mm-hmm. there are actually players that are on the level of Wooks now. I mean, I mean, Wooks. Wooks definitely could have been like the ultimate goat if he were to just continuously play but he's just got a life outside of the game and uh i i i think a general consensus like amongst a lot of the people in i I hate to use the term hlc but it it is works is just a a genius at discovering and creating methods and stuff Mm -hmm. which i guess port kazard does as well but it's it's I think the execution of mechanics and being like just at that aspect of the game, like unreal, like there are some incredible people like, yeah, uh, yeah books. It's funny. Cause uh, like when I was uh, uh, applying for a blib, there was my name there in the applications and Port Kazard was also applying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so it's sort of like Hootie and then Port Kazard. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's a, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, immensely talented gamer that uh is almost on a, in a league of his own yeah um, he he is insane and there's a lot of insane people now i mean oh, even 100 even people like uh afzal i mean we already know mm-hmm. exact is up there i think exact yeah, probably gonna yep, be taking yep, a yep. step away from the game we'll see if he comes back for raids three and really tries to do something yeah, crazy i think personally he will um mainly because i still think he has a deep love for the game even though he like clearly wants to Mm-hmm. it appears as though he wants to kind of like move on and just like get his life mm-hmm. started i think he's definitely gonna get maybe sucked into rage three if it's yeah good enough. probably we'll see um i mean just uh sort of throwing back the, the out the speedrun cup i mean the people we've got in the speedrun cup we've got the current solo cm world record holder the ex solo cm world record holder that he took it from we've got the corrupt gauntlet world record holder the rec- the regular gauntlet world record holder we've got fight case world record holder inferno world record holder we've got trio top scale world record holders we've got people that have almost got trio cm scale records like we have like got i'd like to say the best of the best in this in this so tournament exciting man yeah the 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 level of uh of um skill is compared to i mean just the the where the game is in general now in 2022 compared to 2020 is just like there people are getting very good at this game and and it is yeah it's a very interesting uh, thought and there's yeah i wonder if clients even including rune light or anything had just never really come out and never really got that whole uh community driven plug-in kind of thing going i wonder if people would be as good because i swear those plugins that teach you about the I game mean, are really yeah, make people I, a lot better I, I yeah i i definitely think i i don't think we would have pushed as hard in learning like big perfect stuff or just stuff like that in general i don't think that would have been as easy to or maybe that would have been the only thing we could have focused on well i, I don't know it, it is it is hard to say for sure i mm-hmm. i think i don't think uh yeah the 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 level of skill in runescape would be anywhere near as high if we were all playing on the original client oh god yeah the original especially would just be fucking miserable i mean even like os buddy and where that was at that time and conduit and all those yeah i think yeah we i mean runelight is 
people have been making the joke as soon as clients, uh, the cheat clients got nuked, like almost all the plugins got added to Runelight anyway, minus AOE warnings and tick counters on bosses, which people are just circumventing by using the visual tick metronome plugin. I don't know if you're aware of that one, but um, which basically is a tick timer on bosses. But um, yeah, I mean, we're pretty much there besides yeah. AOE warnings, to be fair, which is an interesting thought. To be fair, like most plugins have honestly just given this game a lot more life and just a lot more fun to it. It's like it's just yeah. their quality of so. life. It just makes you enjoy it more. You know what? Yeah. I, I had a weird thought come up just briefly about thinking mm-hmm. of PVM since the beginning of old school. Beginning of mm-hmm. old school 2013. I mean, late 2013, we finally got God Wars. But before that, it was KBD, KQ, DKs, Barrows like really boring stuff and then it like you know over the next nine years led into what we have today and hopefully raids 3 is about to what year did zora come out because that was 2015 ahead of its time that was ahead of its time as a boss yep its mechanics like like now even to this day has some of the best mechanics out of bosses like they smash zora when you think about it for the time oh yeah they did a great and then, job. Yeah. And um and and just the thought of like well like you said what we didn't have on relates. There's people that genuinely I mean fair play to them like say oh, I would have loved old school without any updates. But there's just no way a player base would have existed for that long if the end game content was KQ and Barrow. It's like yep. I I, I personally would not have There was like a different mindset back then though. It oh, was sure. I mean people loved to flex 99s and people love mm-hmm. to flex their like total levels and stuff like that and, and the game's yeah. just so shifted like yeah. nobody even cares about your total yeah. level anymore you've either got a max cape or you don't now <laughs> yeah yeah it's literally like are you maxed yet okay like if you're not maxed oh well you're yeah. getting there right like like you're almost or you've already maxed before you're working on this other maxed account <laughs> but maybe like one day it'll be do you have a comp cape or not but uh... literally uh, by the way i'm worried about the comp cape uh mainly because it we kind of encourages people to vote no to things we can we can talk about that if you want because i have some thoughts on it on the comp cave yeah let's talk about it finish um yeah i want to i want to just finish off the point of like pvm having progressed so far in nine years and i'm just Mm -hmm. anticipating raid three is going to be just crazy uh and then you have skilling that's like dude nothing has gotten more challenging from skilling except for sepulcher like I'm genuinely yeah. trying to think of anything that actually got more <laughs> volcanic mine, I guess. Yeah, it's like even that I is mean, so easy. It just takes like I mean, yeah. there, there's a little bit of brain power. It's like okay, you gotta yeah. turn off this vent or something. But like yeah, Sepulcher was mm-hmm. amazing, and the reason I kind of bring this up is like, dude, PVM like PVM never ended up getting stale because you kept working on it. You kept bringing out things that are harder yeah. and harder and harder and more engaging, more rewarding skilling never really got that to be honest and yeah they've tried with mini games but it's always really focused on everybody's able to do this like yeah everybody can come along and have some fun in this massable thing it's like dude sepulcher came out and defied that it was like okay <laughs> this is actually going to be a challenge and sepulcher has ended up being the most fun skilling in the entire game and i would love to see them do things like that for future skills i mean dude that's probably why skilling is so fucking dull now is because there's no challenge to it whatsoever. It's just time-based. 
Do you know the J mod that originally pitched the Sepulchre? Because that kind must of must have been husky. I yeah, because that husky. like you think in terms of like agility was. I mean, obviously rooftop courses are rooftop courses, not interesting at all. But you can almost say that it was in a good enough spot where they didn't really like. There wasn't. I don't know. Was there a sense of urge to give an update to agility and to also just put it randomly? I don't know, randomly or whatever, in the like dark mire and all that sort of like updates and stuff like was that like i wonder how that came about yeah. going oh yeah well let's make a like a the the next big grand quest that introduces us to dark mire and uh oh also by the way we're going to do an agility mini game <laughs> just mm-hmm. inside it mm-hmm. like i wonder how that came about but yeah i think i think yeah it's a uh, they they kind of i don't know if i'm misremembering but they kind of alluded to with raids three, there being paths, right, and you sort of have to do something before you get to the boss. Yeah, there's like hallways. They something mentioned something like Sepulchre, right? Mm-hmm. So that I mean, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I think there's going to be a balance between it being sort of tedious, like I mean, I mean, imagine you have to do the first, like the full like floor five equivalent before you get to the boss every single time you do a raid. I think yeah. that would probably get uh, tedious at a certain point, but I, I am interested to see but i think yeah i think skilling needs more stuff like um sepulchre for sure so have you ever um done those gardens or sorry what's it called summer gardens and squirt the squirt gardens or whatever (laughs) you mean the ones where you just click once when you're on the (laughs) right tick yeah 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 those i mean i don't know when the fuck those were made but like decade i mean that is at least a decade and a half ago yeah yeah so you know what though i was thinking how fucking cool would it be and this works really well because it's thieving and there's no dedicated, like, for example, wood cutting. Wood cutting is, it's literally in the name. It's called cut wood. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you cut wood. Yeah. But um, with thieving, it's sort of like agility where there's, it's not really a buyable or a gatherer. It's just this other, it's like a, it's in the mm-hmm. other category of skills. And same yeah. with thieving. Yeah. Imagine you had a new mini game that comes out that is kind of like the same idea of guards. It's kind of like Monkey Madness 2 where you're on that yeah. uh, barge or whatever. You're trying mm-hmm. to dodge people. Imagine there's something like that and you're looting. And that's the whole idea of it is just very precise clicking, <laughs> very precise dodging of guards and guard dogs and stuff like that. Or maybe having to like, you know, choke out a guy without kill without any casualties or whatever you have to like choke out people and that's part of this the thieving skill as well and then you have this chest you know and multiple <laughs> chests where you can like loot like i want that but i want it very difficult i want there to be I'm, timing to it precision and oh i'm laughing because this this does exist in the game but it's just a very poor effort it's it, the stealing artifacts in yeah right? yeah and i've, I've done but maybe it's done 10 very poorly <laughs> yeah, yeah it's done very poorly and and but the, I think, I think the issue with it is, like, one, it's it's it, it a plugin comes out two days after release yep, and it's yep, just yep. click this tile type mm-hmm. of thing. I think that it has to kind of be. I mean, I hate the idea of them having to design around Runelight, but well, keeping look that at, in mind, like, look at mm-hmm. Sepulcher. There is no thing that's yeah, telling okay. you the exact tiles to look at. True. And if they did come out, that it'd be illegal. And at this point, I think they can. Yeah. Bandos. i think that's smart it's, it's it's yeah i think that is 100 percent. yeah there has to be no none of that going yeah. on with um if they did but yeah i think i think yeah we do need more stuff like that more skill-based stuff and like yeah it is just enjoyable and i'm even thinking okay so what was that quest where is it the 
rat catchers rat catchers yeah like there's an actual area it's an (laughs) instance area where it's like okay this is your mission this is your mission to go get whatever the hell it's been years since I've. you mean the quest that everyone like normally points out as their least favorite quest specifically for that part of the quest it's mainly because it's so fucking it's it's impossible to understand who where who is looking at who what Mm -hmm. the what the pathing yeah, is. Has and, to be, yeah. and to be honest, the reason Sepulchre is so fun is because there really is a sense of prediction. Like, you can predict, mm-hmm. like, okay, this this flame's going to shoot out here. It's not going to just fucking flame all you randomly. Yeah. Although, I got to say right now, and I've said this before, those yellows, those little yellow portals in oh, Sepulchre. Dude, I... dude, you, please, who, whatever J-Mod's listening to this, please, with the yellows and the blues... Make them so that they don't do anything until a tick after they've spawned. Yeah, I heard you say this on stream. Dude, it's actually. so tilting. It's like th- you just got RNG'd. Like, there, it was impossible to dodge that. You have to path through some yellows. Yeah. And if on that very tick it decides to shoot up, yeah. you get path back. Like, dude. Do you on. consciously avoid yellows and or go for the blue? Barely, because it's something... not worth it. I can dude, get RNG'd. I just... if, if I couldn't get RNG'd, I would work toward it. I'm not kidding. I would work toward it. I would. Besides really the good. ones... There's the ones where you obviously use them to, like, skip the sword or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. those ones. Mm-hmm. But the ones where it's just, like, the tiled yellows and blues, I'm just clicking to the end, and I'm either stepping on one or I'm not. Dude, that's, that's my strategy That pretty that. much <laughs> is how it has to go. There's a little bit of skill yeah. you can put into it. But seriously, yeah. there are just rows yeah. where there's a double row of yellows, and yeah. it's impossible yeah. Yeah. to perfectly get like, around it. Yeah. yeah. Is it the final bit as you come around as you come around to the final bit of mm-hmm. floor five, right? That as you go down bitch. the staircase. That one is a that's bitch. just yeah. That's a it, yeah. And there's a couple other ones. I think even on floor five of the level yeah. above it, I think there's yeah, it's just It's just annoying because like you get yellowed back before you even know it because you're standing on a top. You can't even see that it lit up and you're all of a sudden shoved back. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, damn it, dude. It's a- yeah so i mean yeah besides that i think it's a brilliant mini game just to yeah. sum it up i'm just thinking like of that. like okay a couple instanced missions you know thieving got a new thing there's like maybe five levels of it and it's something like an mm-hmm. instance like rat catchers and who knows maybe it could even be co-op where it's like hey you both gotta meet up right here and you gotta escape before the time limit runs out so it's like it has to be a duo thing you're both on opposite sides you both oh. gotta end up together and uh you gotta dodge guards you gotta choke out people <laughs> it's kind of and... like um uh is it's one of the one of the underground quests with um zanuck right is it zanuck where you say like wait here oh, and then you yeah, go lure the guard yeah, and then zanuck yeah. shoots it from behind or there's i think even with that the stuff. trolls in one of the the yep. waste quests or whatever right yeah you um kind of like you take out the guy yeah that would be very interesting as that, long, that would add like a certain skill to it yeah as long as it feels good because there is a lot mm-hmm. of clunkiness to things and it's the same dude i'm not gonna lie i, I know you've been in my stream a few times so you've probably heard mm-hmm. all this bullshit that i keep rattling yeah. off but like um dude make things like just make actions quicker I, I dude this might sound crazy some some purist out there is gonna freak out on me for even <laughs> saying this but dude imagine a world where teleports are no longer four ticks like teleports are now like maybe two so it's like you're just getting around places you're bouncing you're bouncing now Mm -hmm. like you're you're flying and the other really cool thing that i would love is i've always thought this might have been an engine work thing but if any j mods out there listening to this like dude is there any possible way we can get rid of the poh load completely just make it so you're in your poh immediately Two tick telly you, into your POH. Done. 
Yeah, I'd assume that's I don't think I don't think any J mods are interested in touching the POH code. <laughs> I think I think it was they even talked about the hassle of like when they did the the big update that made construction relevant and probably too overpowered, <laughs> but the whole like adding too many hotspots to one room, like you, there's a limit. Yeah. And I think I think they're pretty much I'm gonna assume they're done with the construction and they have no plans to ever <laughs> add more stuff to it because I think it's in a good place yeah. and it's probably terrible to work with. No, yeah, I think it, it is terrible to work with, but they've surprised Jagex has surprised me. Yeah. And the one one of those things is like opening a menu. Like if you're on your equipment tab, you right click your glory or your magscape, you have a menu. You can teleport and immediately after teleporting, you right click it again and the menu will not disappear once you've landed at your destination oh, okay that is something i thought they could never solve i thought that was an engine yeah. thing that was just fucked in the game forever but no they solved it and so i wonder is it a potential possibility to get rid of that poh load and if it. not tell me why there isn't a plugin that lets me replace the image of there's no place like home why can't i replace that image with a picture of my own <laughs> tell me that's not a good plugin idea i don't know if anyone that's, else is yeah. if, we're, if you can't just, do if it we're at shouting least they, out yeah yeah, someone please make that a plugin if you if you are a plugin developer because that needs to be a thing. Let me put like a picture of a mansion or or something funny in that little square. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a picture of your actual like POH. Like so then you can at least oh, anticipate the next cool. click coming in, you know? Like oh, that, I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I no, mean, even that. I mean, just funny. have a I know Uncle would like some cat girls potentially. Yeah. yeah I mean, just out. an excuse to have it up for a little bit. A couple, whatever, two ticks or however long the Yeah, no, that is. would be cool. Completely customizable picture you put <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, man, PVM gets all the good shit. They put a lot of resources in making challenging content, but skilling barely gets anything. So I'd love to see them really pump out some yeah. non-combat, really skillful, tactical mini games. And not even mini games, but just, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, they say, I think they spoke about it. I think, was it Mod, is it Mod Mark? I'm going to have to Google. Spoke about like the biggest, um, the biggest like regret they had with RS3 was just going forward, releasing more content, more content and never updating old stuff. I think mm. I would love to see them polish like Rogue's Den or polish. Yes. I mean, Rogue's Den, I guess yes. is fine as yes. it is, but I think there's stuff that, that is dead content that exists in the game that could be touched. I saw someone posted something about why is Castle Wars games 20 minutes? Like, surely that's just way too long of an enjoyable experience. And I understand there are the very small communities that play Castle Wars, give them a legacy mode or something. But things like that, I think, like, you could rework some of this stuff to just... Yes. I don't know. Yes, I yes, think, yes. I think there's some stuff they I'm, can I'm a, I'm a huge fan of reworking old content. Dude, yeah. Rogue's Den in particular, that place is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. the fact that it gives, like, next to nothing and it's just, I don't know, it's kind of pointless to even do after you get the rogues outfit. It's like... Yeah, but there's a little bit of that thing you're talking about, like, you throw the, the, the dust or whatever yeah, this thing is yeah. at the at the guard and run past. Yep. Things like um, that are really fun. Yeah. And... Fuck it, just upgrade, add, a, add another couple floors to Rogue's Den. There you go. That make them more, I mean, like, interactive. Seriously, that could be the thieving minigame that's just higher tier Rogue's yeah. Den. I think that works well. It exists already. It's it's adds. I don't know. I think I think that's a, a yeah. play for them. Sure. There you go. Get us on the team at Jagex. <laughs> Let's put a pitch together. Dude, even Skullball. You ever played Skullball before? Oh, dude. Uh, I I, can't, I think so. So there's two different things that 
uh, in, that I get confused with because there's an agility course and then there's also the one where you just kick the ball around, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, werewolf yeah, course so. and then there's the school yeah, where right, you're kicking okay. a ball. <laughs> and that, and it's and it's literally calculated to like kick and then you and then you like tap or whatever the I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. There's kick, tap, and shoot, or tap, kick, and shoot, or whatever. Or known um, ball. Th- th- there, ball. there is a problem with that, and the main problem with skull ball is how clunky everything feels. Oh, See, I mean, so there's funny. a lot of problems with that mini game. Don't get me wrong. There's a there's more problems than. In fact, I don't think there's a single good thing about it now. But uh, <laughs> they, I think Jebram will disagree. <laughs> the thing is, but. GE Challenge, Jebram, and whoever else. I think Paiziri was on the team that would just try to get the absolute tick perfect run and involve yeah. like multiple people and kicking the ball and it was weird (laughs) but there is potential for things like that where you make a really at least make the fundamentals of the game smooth and non-clunky and fun like have a ball that goes faster have a ball where like when you click it it's already rolling like it's already um it's not like one of those things where you have to approach the adjacent tile wait one tick and then kick it like jesus dude like you could have kicked it two tiles like previous you know what i mean like yeah add that smoothness and add some more courses maybe and add some teamwork potentially and and then add high rewards did you know if you're tick perfect on skull ball i mean like tick perfect flawlessness you're only getting Mm -hmm. like less than 30k agility xp an hour yeah i believe it like what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just dead like, content this... instantly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's no reward. It's like, dude, I don't know. And I'm not trying to advocate for reviving Skullball because Skullball is like, oh, God, what what could even be revived from that? But like, Give it some tickets there's... and you buy an outfit and put on the collection log. There you exactly. go. <laughs> People would do it. Yeah. Some skull outfit, skeleton outfit. Yeah. Okay, here is a question from B. Milla. Favorite and least favorite OSRS content. Have you ever... Oh, and then here's another question. The completely random. Have you ever had a supernatural experience? Oh, geez. Um, just to answer that quickly, I don't think so. I don't think I've really ever... I'm not like a big fan or big believer in supernatural experiences. So, I mean, maybe that stems from me not having my own experience. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no. Um, And what most favorite and least favorite content? Yeah. Uh, most favorite is Tob. If I if I log into the game, it's Tob. I'm Tobbing, and and I just I'm I'm a big nerd for the aspect of like max well not max max efficient right, but like I'm Tobbing to be like zooming. I'm always hitting. I'm always hitting at max stats. I'm I'm always like I'm not missing ticks. Yeah. I'm spellbook swapping and all that. Like that's what I that's the aspect. Maybe I'm not doing it every time, but that's like that's what I enjoy about Tob. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm logging in for. Um, and then least favorite experience. Skull oh, ball. least favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah Skullball. I don't know. It's, it's obviously something I don't do, so I can't think. Uh, I maybe it was maxing. I don't know. Actually, what did I least enjoy maxing? Hunter. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Hunter. Hunter sucks. Catching chins. Catching chins, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm just not there it's for. the worst. I, I, it's, yeah. Catching and, chins and sucks herbivore. ass. You know how I got 99 Hunter? very reclined maniacal monkeys those ones where you put the banana down dude, and I then was a minute later you that. click it yeah dude that that and like three series on netflix that's my 99 hunter yeah like, that's how i did it it's six it's still like a i think it's like 80 to 100 kxp an hour like at high levels like it's not bad for like a click every minute or whatever yeah. it is but no, um, that, that's yeah, honestly that's... what I, I fucking have always hated hunter herbivore was bearable so i i just did yeah. herbivore but even herbivore after like 20 yeah. laps you're like damn this sucks 
And birdhouse is another chore that I'm just not there for. Dude. I'm not a nine man. I'm not a. I'm, I don't have chores to do. <laughs> I play the game when I want to play the game. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man's literally chore escape. Uh, yeah. If you make that's it that the, way, I choose. I choose to chill, but yeah. The the aspect that I always was put off by from for Iron Man was the like the I want to do Tob. I pretty much only want to do Tob, but I'm gonna need potions and food and blood runes and. Like that is a grind in itself, yep. and that's that's something that and and I I I'm not content with oh, I've run out of charges. I'm going to start using my blade of Saladol. That doesn't interest yep. me. Yep. Yep. I want to use my scythe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's the the chore escape. I mean, I guess I mean I, I guess yeah, like you said, you just don't turn it into a chore. You do your best to do that if that's possible. I'm not gonna lie though. I mean, if I had started an Iron Man now, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that'd be bad. I think. I think I was a lot more addicted to this game when I was 22, 23-ish. Like, I could put... Yeah. I could fucking put some time into hourlies and herb runs and tree... Like, I was... Like, the entire experience, I was just all in. Like, I I wanted to skip work every fucking day. Like, I just wanted to play RuneScape and just do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the older I've gotten, it's just, like, the chores of a video game. It's like, damn, like, I used to enjoy this, but I don't know if I could even make it. <laughs> iron man at this point yeah. because i'm already yeah. really stocked and set up on this account and like redoing that's so like shout out to the people that make hardcore after hardcore getting to whatever <laughs> they don't get to. understand I, it, dude. I could not i could not do that that sounds not like me, hell i got one hardcore to um that gauntlet and then that was like i'm not doing that again that's it that's a whole journey and even like even just to continue as an Iron Man after whenever you die around that time is just is just the chore aspect. Oh, I I do I like. Have you? I'm assuming you're not um, tempted at all to make an unofficial Iron Man group okay, Iron Man so, team, right? So I have been tempted on making a new account as long <laughs> as long as it's a brand new game mode that's not team based. Okay. So a, a right. brand a brand new game mode, and I was even thinking, um, people have come out with the idea, and sorry for making this longer because I know you're still on a point, but like Mithril Man mode, where it's main game except there's no GE, and okay. you can't trade with other non Mithril men. So it's basically like a right. super big group Iron Man kind of. Yeah, I mean they kind of they've been dipping their toes into like uh sort of the surveys, right? They've been putting out asking mm-hmm. what sort of different game modes people would be interested in i like still continuing on that my favorite osrs content or whatever i am a big big sucker for leagues like leagues is the most fun i've had on this game the trailblazer league in particular i can't remember a time where i've had that much fun on runescape that's so cool that you get that i i don't get that unfortunately yeah that's fair I just can't. Is it the temporary aspect for you? It's, that it's all that. Would... It really yeah. is. And okay. And to be fair, so last league, which was mm-hmm. shattered, shattered relics or scattered. Relics? Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. shattered relics. Shattered relics was fun, and then I realized, oh, like, I kind of got to be logged in at all times right now, like because of the fact that there was options to like be logged in overnight. It oh, felt like yeah, that was awful. Yeah, be, be, because I I like the the competition sort of. I was just playing for mm-hmm. fun in a way, but I was still like, damn! Like, I just realized with these relics, I can just sit at the pure essence mine overnight yep. if I just yep. get a 
quote unquote illegal client, which at that time was apparently fully yeah. legal, just never yeah. log and just have my shit going and yeah, it just felt like this time. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like uh, in order for me to really enjoy this, I have to be competitive, and to be competitive, it means no lifing, and then I just feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that it's all going to get deleted, like, oh my god, I can't do this. I think it, it is interesting to think like if people are put off by that, like, oh, it's it's eight weeks long, so you have to play, and like, what if you sort of start getting into it in the seventh week or whatever, and then all of a sudden is just no point because yeah. the game's getting deleted. And would would they benefit from just like kind of like how there's those dead man worlds that are always running or whatever it is, right? Like mm-hmm. would or the PvP worlds or what? I don't, it, there are dead man worlds, right? Where it's just yeah, sort of the, just one, yeah, three, four. So like, would would they benefit from a league version of that, or would that take away from the actual player base playing the main game, or would it not? Does it take away from the hype of the the yearly yeah um, league? Um, I I think I, I don't know I I. I hate the rushed feeling, but at the same time, every league I've gotten, to, like, you get, like, halfway in, and you kind of do get bored of it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you think, oh, no, eight weeks, like, oh, am I going to get everything I want to get done? But you do. Like, for, for me personally, at least, like, six six weeks in, I've pretty much done everything I want to do, and I'm not yeah. missing out on stuff. And I, I think I think there are changes that need to be made. I, I And I think they've even, Jaggers have spoken about, like, it still sucks that even though, yeah, okay, you got three times drop rate, but then to go dry in a temporary game mode and just spend, like, maybe a few days or whatever still, like, I think I, I think I got, like, 400kc at the gauntlet just to get my enhanced on leagues. And 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 that Jeez. felt like a, a, just an unnecessary grind. And I think if they cut out that part of it and it just does just get straight to the fun, enjoyable part of, you know, messing around at bosses or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. like for me, it's the messing around at bosses with relics and, and, and doing just solo hard mode tobs. Cause that was kind of what I spent the last league doing. And I thought that was really fun. So and the, the hmm? would, would you like to see like, as soon as you hit drop rate, you get it no matter what, but you can so, go early. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, so I think there's a few ways you can do it. That, that is, one easy way to do it but then it kind of gets weird with like maybe clues or something if you have to get a certain item and then you hit that drop rate oh, yeah, that, like weird. for masters right everything is the same drop rate does your <laughs> yeah, clue just get everything just dump? yeah or that i think yeah for there's that there's also maybe you can like if you get extra vernix there's like a, a weird league shop where you sell it for points and then maybe you can buy other tob stuff mm-hmm. with your points like maybe you can sell a vernix and get a scythe or maybe it's just the drop rate just keeps exponentially getting higher to the yeah. point where like it's at three times and now you've done like 50 tobs and now your drop rate is like times six. And then maybe you get, I don't know, maybe you've got like 150 KC and they're like, they're like, okay, you're enjoying tob. You've done a lot of it. You can just have a purple chest every single thing. Type of thing. Yeah. Maybe that's the solution. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's something they definitely will explore because it's been a recurring issue for a lot of people for sure. For the last leagues. I, th- I To be honest, I can see them, because mod oasis just left right am i remembering that correctly oh. mod oasis jx oasis i think so yeah so jx oasis left so so leading up to leagues three flippy mod flippy was the main dev i believe for leagues he's shout out flippy he's incredible yep. so he did a lot of leagues work ended up leaving jagex just before Ra- uh, leagues three sorry mm-hmm. so then oasis took over 
from what I'm understanding. I know it is a team effort, but I think Oasis played a heavy part. And now Oasis is gone. And we're at the sort of stage where we had the Summer Summit last year where they announced Leagues 3 and some of the details going into it. And and it's just, I wonder if they are they have the resources to make another league. And if not, I see them rerunning Trailblazer. Just a rerun. That's, yeah, that's I what I, that's where everybody I loved Trailblazer, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the restrictions were more heavy on that overshadowed relic, and I think people enjoyed the restrictions for whatever reason. Yeah, a lot more than Pe- the freedom of people don't like too many freedoms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get, you get too many so, options. Right? Apparently, yeah. Burns I mean, out. I do, I do like the idea of getting to mess around at Cox, at Tob, at Raise Three, yeah. like that. I don't know. So I'm, I kind of am torn between. I definitely think I did enjoy Leagues 2 more, but the fact that I got to play around at Cox and Tob for Leagues 3, like I, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I would miss that. What would you like to see from a permanent game mode? Is there any ideas that have ever popped out at you? Like, damn, that would be fucking fun. It, it would have to be it would have to be something very interesting because I am kind of on the bandwagon of game man, game mode man, whatever. The, it's just RuneScape is turning into more game modes, more yep. game modes, and it's kind of di- it's kind of blurring the sort of pool or whatever that we have now of just there's just now that they release the unofficial group iron. How many how many colors of freaking helmets do we have like five or six or something like <laughs> it's see. getting re- yeah, six it's, it's regular it's like sorry it's iron man hard mode ultimate that's three okay then you've got group iron man hardcore group iron man and then unofficial group iron right oh yeah what's the unofficial one look like so it's a green helmet oh god let me see that unofficial it's it's and and i think I feel like it's it's I don't know it would have to be a very strong concept of a of a game mode for me to introduce that now because I feel like we're getting to a point where it's kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So I've talked about this before of uh, this idea that there was kind of some beauty in uh, no mode old school, mm-hmm. like pre. October 2014 of just everyone's right. a normal account everything's like everybody's got the same rights <laughs> right yeah but like everyone's yeah, yeah. just on a, a completely level playing field that nobody's got any restrictions or anything like that I mean you can make up your own but I mean Iron Man did totally pump the game's numbers up I mean just like without mm-hmm. a doubt I mean there's so many Iron Man now but I always just think like damn like it was kind of a beautiful maybe it's me just kind of giving it more credit than it's really due but just thinking like damn you can just log in trade whoever you want there's no like oh you're an iron man oh fuck god damn it like yeah. i remember doing slayer with this guy just i don't know a few months back he just asking if i could borrow some like food or something like that i'm like i can't trade right. you yeah. i'm like yeah i could drop this i guess but it's like this is yeah just, it doesn't even uh, feel like an mmo for that guy probably he's just like damn it i can't even i think now iron man is important and and enough people are involved in it that it it, i think it did its job like you said it pumped up the numbers right Mm -hmm. i don't think group iron man did nearly as well as (laughs) anyone anticipated and i think looking back now it is so obvious why it flopped like even i so i had a team and we were ranked two for a while uh, for the month we played at least for four man um 
And and I think it comes down to like the idea of playing Iron Man with friends is cool. But then it comes down to different commitments. So like if I'm putting in, let's say I'm putting in 16 hour days in and, and I've got a teammate that's doing two hour days because he has a full-time job or whatever yep. that then I kind of get the feeling that I'm being, I mean, they might feel like that I'm being dragged down or anchored by this person, or I have to supply, not only am I an Iron Man, but now I'm an Iron Man that's giving half of my resources to this other person. Right. And they might feel the same, yep. or maybe it's just even, it's like with going into this, it was a, a mode for us to play the game together. And now we're just not playing the game together. And I think the, the commitment and the time and and even the goals of um the group is never going to align perfectly yeah i mean the farmers did it well and they're they're doing great but i i without them like if their their team wasn't like if they weren't pulling in the numbers and doing the advertising and whatever for for jagex then i think group iron is i mean i already think it is probably one of the biggest flops of an update it's pretty bad but i think it would yeah i i think it's a yeah, I think and I think I think the group, the unofficial group iron and stuff is them just sort of like Dude. trying to get as much like milk as much possible out of the time spent yeah. deving that, but I think it's just a lost cause, just leave it and move on to the next thing. That's pretty fucking accurate, honestly. It's uh Yeah, group it's RuneScape at the end of the day. This fucking game like people have put tens of thousands of hours like people like normal people put in thousands of hours into this game Mm -hmm. and like dude you it's just like not going to work this game can't i mean dude you can barely see like games i don't know maybe if i don't even play any other game but i remember trying to do i i I remember trying to play co-op elden ring with my brother first of all it's a big fucking shit show you can't even like hook it up properly but even if we were to hook it up properly it's like I would still want to just play this alone, I feel like. Yeah, maybe if everything was mm-hmm. flawless. But then again, it's like Elden Ring takes 80 hours. 80 hours right. in this game is like getting to level fucking 60. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I mean... On one skill. I, I don't know. I mean, higher than that, but it's like... I know Addy's spoken about that a decent amount on Twitter and stuff, saying that, I mean, it, it is bad for new the new player experiences. Just you see Cox or whatever, knowing you're like thousands of hours away <laughs> thousands, from that yeah like but, that is ridiculous that is okay i'm gonna be honest that is the beauty of runescape in my honest opinion is that there is a lot of fun to be had at pretty much any level like yeah it sucks if, you, if your entire objective is just to get to that point like dude you're mm-hmm. that's not runescape though i mean the beauty yeah, of runescape yeah, is building up to that point and then you have all that like oh like i did this like i made this account that's yeah. where all the true fun comes from is just looking at your fucking bank and being like i fucking did this like let's go i i I think if you if you come to runescape with your previous experience being other mmos it's just not going to appeal to you no 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 it's not it's not i think if you've got any form of nostalgia at all runescape you still enjoy that early like grind or whatever it is like like just like fucking around like training Mm -hmm. woodcutting at fucking drain or whatever it is but yeah that that mmo thing is a different what what do you think of the the entry mode or the 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 whole talk about easy like toa being very accessible to new players on release i don't like it personally um yeah and i've i've already heard this argument like damn it's gonna suck when people just complete toa first 15 minutes of release Mm -hmm. i mean it's just inevitable (laughs) you're just gonna beat it uh but 
I, like I personally, I have no idea on this, and it's going to come out soon, so we'll we'll know in a matter of time. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the dust is going to come out by unlocking all invocations. Like that's the only way you're going to get the dust or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. It's like you have to have all of them unlocked, and that will eventually be a thing where people can consistently do all invocations. It's going to be like Portkazard and Wooks and people, but like yeah. Um, yeah, I get a little bit upset that, like, everyone can just do it. Because, seriously, that's how updates generally flop. Now, I'm glad that there is a challenge setting already. So, it's not just appealing to everybody and then mm-hmm. that's it. But it's like, okay, there's some settings to be enabled. But, I mean, look at what they try to do with Nightmare. They they even admitted Nightmare, they tried to do way too much. Instead mm-hmm. of just centering it and being a challenging piece of content, they tried to cater to everyone, sort of. And it ended up just being this muddy mess of just everything and just it never excels at any one thing it's just this crappy (laughs) piece of shit i i I think i think for sani's they they got it so right the second time around they nailed it they they could have just wiped nightmare gone rid of it and maybe added a like a a a co-op or like a a a non-single player version of the and just the fight is just so much better but at the same time it is you are, it's, I think it's. you can definitely argue that it is like more, way more challenging than regular Nightmare, right? Obviously, there's all these new mechanics in it, which does then come back to that thing. I, I can see from a business perspective why they want to introduce yeah. entry mode on release because you, you look at Tob, right? And mm-hmm. and they've spoken about why they barely, like why it's taken four years or whatever to do a raid is because Tob came out and they spent, what, six months or whatever, I'm assuming, developing it just for maybe one percent of the play base to ever engage with if that and and i think from a business perspective that's a flop right like that doesn't make sense not but then obviously then you look at the marketing side of things and you look at inferno and tob release and you look at the tens of thousands of viewers getting pulled in and 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 you can Mm -hmm. argue then that that it does so much in terms of marketing for the game and and the excitement that like the end game that people can strive for and stuff. Yep. But yeah, I think they're too focused on the actual engagement numbers. Yep. And I think I think the the invocation system is definitely the best solution if they're trying to combat that issue rather than just making the raid easy. Because mm-hmm. I think that flops instantly. And I yep. think the entry mode is a good way of allowing noobs or not noobs, but like less less experienced PVMers to to engage with the content while also (laughs) yeah well yeah basically and and then but then also giving like the higher more talented people a more challenging experience with like all the harder difficulties but i think i think it does take away it does so heavily from that experience of that race like the hype around hob release and that was just you can't it's just not going to be recreated it would just i mean we can already imagine if they had made Inferno with invocations. All right, mm-hmm. there is the Inferno. Let's just imagine the Inferno was all invocations. Or, or, or let's just even say this to make it more simple. There's Inferno mm-hmm. and then there's Inferno entry mode. So Inferno entry mode is monsters only cap doing damage like like 15s to you. If, yeah, if they even yeah, max. pretty much. So then it's like yeah. you're going through the whole fucking thing beating Zook because Zook can't even one-shot you anymore. Yeah. You just run. It's, it would. It just feels off. It's like... So I get to get all this practice in. That's like the easy mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something off about it. And I understand that it appeals to somebody to get practice and stuff. But like, damn, like I want personally, and I'm I'm totally okay with the invocations. I think it is the right route to go if they're a business mm-hmm. and everything. But like, dude, 
if raids three was all invocations on at once from day fucking one that's it like just go it's like dude yeah it's pretty fucking unfair because those that have had a lot of experience in this game and those that have connections with other fucking high level pvmers are just gonna be raking in bills yeah. if not fucking trills but uh yeah i mean that's really where the excitement comes down to it was like dude this is it like this is the fucking hardest shit you're ever gonna deal with a bunch of coordination involved like i don't know it takes away from that for sure i i'm very interested to see how the scaling aspect of drops happens with the easier modes if you can at all get unique or if it's it has to be so diluted because if they're bringing in a lot more players engaging with the content Mm -hmm. that it's just going to get flooded with items and but just quickly uh, i just thought um i think another aspect of inferno and tob is the wiping mechanic which i have a feeling won't exist in raids 3 because they've spoken about wiping being a very punishing mechanic for learners and i have a feeling it's going to be like cox where you can at the end of the day just brute force your way through a raid i think that's what's going to ultimately ruin the hype yeah of i think that's going to happen i think there's what are you going to race for like first deathless completion like i don't think anyone cares enough yeah. for that and it's I think I think that I think that might be more uh, more damaging than the invocation system is the lack of a wiping feature. That's my that's my instinct yeah, of no, feeling that I've got. You're you're totally right. They I personally feel like they could have practiced with invocations on a lesser piece of content. Yeah. Like something way lesser, give us an idea of how they kind of feel. Because seriously, man you need especially with the fucking player base today like everyone just wants hard shit to come out that's still fun mm-hmm. of course you can't just come out with hard mode hard mode tob like that's not gonna be any fun also, <laughs> also like... keep also keeping in mind that they've they've spoken about like they have no plans i think they briefly mentioned like they see raids a new raid coming out in three years like they <sighs> Yeah. like if that's the case then why are you this diluting this one i know it's like yeah. quit diluting it if you're gonna I, only gonna come out with yeah. these every three years i mean it is interesting to think of what we'll have in between then and now like i mean what have we had since tob is fasani's next and hard mode tob i want to say is the yeah. is like everything we've got in terms of pvm i know there's been that tussico trials or whatever that husky pitch that i'm very much so looking forward to mm-hmm. And that would be a good filler content like between then and now. But in terms of difficulty, the raids have to, at the end of the day, be like the hardest content, in my opinion, especially raids three. I mean, there's just that sort of assumption that the raids are just going to keep getting harder than the previous, right? Like Tob is harder than Cox. So mm-hmm. we kind of, I guess we kind of expected, I guess maybe TOA to be harder than Tob. Is that a fair? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be with all invocations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's. A, I'm so glad that we have. The, I wonder. Uh, the hard I wonder what is the determining factor of making something still fun but really hard. I because mean, like I, a lot of people say hard mode Tob just isn't as much fun because it's just like more <laughs> difficult just to be more difficult. Like, what I are your think, thoughts? I on think. That? I think a lot of the rooms of Hard Motob are just kind of shit. <laughs> like, like the maiden mechanic is 
So the major mechanic is just all crabs spawn and you can't kill the blobs, which you probably aren't doing anyway if you're doing hard mode tob. But I, I do like the ramp up damage that Maiden has that's not many people know about. That's like if Maiden hits you more than once in a row, it does more damage. That's mm -hmm. a cool mechanic. But besides like just going through the rooms, it's just there's not really hard mechanics. And and I think I think answering your question about like what is like that balance, I think stupid shit like Fasani's nightmare, like final phase, turning your prayer off. I don't think that's a hard mechanic. I think that's annoying mechanic. Really? And I, I don't know. And 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 even and 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 a lot of people talk about reaction, like reacting to mechanics not being fun. Like people don't like, like I don't know. It's like the people the hydric. Yeah, yeah, I, no, no. I, I think I, I know what you're talking about is that idea that like Fasanis can melee you at any point. So now mm -hmm. you have to be aware the whole entire fight of like this yeah. random one tick window of getting your melee prayer up. It's like just the fact that that can happen at any fucking point is like annoying. Yeah, um, and I def I think I think they've gone to a point where counting mechanics are just not gonna happen again. Yeah. I'd hope I'd that hope sucks. after Gauntlet and and um. Hydra, I feel like we're done with that feature because nobody enjoys that. Mm -hmm. um, even with your little animation at that point, you might as well just make it a mechanic where I'm doing something to, I don't know. Dude. Anyway, but. So I mentioned this day one for Sony, my first ever kill going in there. I got to the very end and the sleepwalkers started running into Fasani's and hitting, <laughs> hitting me 15s. Yeah. And I was running around for three fucking minutes, blowpiping every single sleepwalker and not hitting Fasani, not hitting Fasani at all. Like, I, yeah. I was literally running. Dude, I'm not going to lie. As silly as that sounds, that was the most fun I had in that fight. Because it was so fucking hard, so precise, and so accurate. Like, you had to be clicking tiny little targets running into you. And on top of that, dodging all of these fucking circles yeah. everywhere. And it was fun i was having that, the time of my fucking life yeah. so much focus and i was like this is fucking awesome and then i realized oh you can just skip this whole fun mechanic by yeah. just which is also kind of cool in a way but it's just that's like, yeah. funny skiddler did the exact same thing but about a month ago like so he just decided to learn fasanis and he did it he was like fuck it i'll do it without a guide and obviously like you're just used to sleepwalkers like yep. you kill the sleepwalkers yep. before they go in because you will die yep. and so like everyone in chat at this point obviously like mostly know that you just that last phase you just, just get the boss right yep. and so like everyone and he's not reading the chat because you know, he's focusing on killing these sleepwalkers. So everyone in the chat is just losing it at this dude spending, like you said, like Three minutes. just minutes <laughs> yeah. running around below piping sleepwalkers going like, dude, oh, Rob, is this going to end? Like, it, it was so funny. Dude, it was, it is actually fun. <laughs> I was thinking like, dude, how cool to be like raids three. There's a similar room where a bunch of things are trying to charge up this enemy and your whole purpose is to not let a single one go through and there's black holes falling there's meteors falling mm -hmm. on you there's all these arrows shooting at you like so much precision and dodging but you st it's it's fair it's still fair mm -hmm. to the point where it's like okay you're not gonna get rng by certain things there's always a way to get out of things and you're just yeah. running around with four other teammates just trying to kill all these motherfuckers before they enter like yeah. that would be fun yeah i, I think that. that is yeah that is uh yeah, I'd be down for that. Sort it's of chaotic. Stuff. It, it's it's one of those Nilo rooms that I've always wanted. Nilos, to me personally, I've never enjoyed 
personally yeah. i just the waves is too this. fucking boring it's just like i remember the lane conversation that happened <laughs> see I, I i think i'm on team lane i i do i do enjoy nilo just ah, the aspect the, the skill them. gap i enjoy the skill the skill yeah. level of that no that's fair like, for speed running i can imagine that's a really yeah, fun i i just the efficiency of how how efficient like i'm nowhere near like efficient at nilos but like i sort of mm-hmm. know what i'm doing right and and i just enjoy the aspect of um like sort of knowing i have to hit this then i have to hit this so or like yeah. let, let me ask you this would you have mm-hmm. more fun in nilos if Let's just think of a new kind of Nilo room. But mm-hmm. now every single thing you hit is a guaranteed one shot like Sleepwalkers. So if there's no bullshit, like, I ca- I missed this dude three times. I hit three zeros on this one Nilo, mm-hmm. which very rarely no. happens, but it does. Like, I, 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 no, because I do, I do enjoy also then the skill level of adapting to how the room's going. Because obviously, like, the splits of the bigs is mm-hmm. different, right? That's like, true. this big might pop and do two ranges, or it might be a major and a melee. I, I do like the sort of the the adapting to what's in the room aspect and i feel like you just instantly lose that with the no randomness thing well the the no randomness as in like you guarantee one shot things would just yeah. mean that there's more coming in like now there's a fuck ton like there's like double coming in at you and but now you get that satisfaction where it's like dude you click one it's gone click another one it's gone yeah. it's like just like I, I boom, guess, boom boom yeah. boom 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 I don't know. I find I that like I feel like once you get to a certain level, it's just going to be like automated. It's the same every time. Well, I mean, obviously that is a high, high and, level. And that I feel and, like at that point, and that would be where those black holes come in. And so I know I'm kind of like Holy. morphing the two rooms. It's like <laughs> there is those Holy like fuck. you. You have to keep fucking moving, but you have a Nilo room that's like, dude, there is nonstop shit going on. But it, this room is not Bruh. is not going to last four minutes now. It's going to last two minutes or maybe a minute and a half. Just 90 <laughs> seconds of full-blown, fuck, kill everything. Like, you just got to hit a, you just gotta hit a 70 from a fucking black hole. So now you're, like, dude. on panic mode. Like, dude, that would be fun. I, I actually do like the idea of how chaotic I would love to see a <laughs> Nylon room with the black hole I mechanic. want that, dude. Dude. Like, I want short, fast-paced chaoticness. Like, you run into... You have just passed a sepulcher hallway. Arrow shoot at you. You finally enter the room. Now you instantly got these black holes running and just a fuck ton of these, like, scarabs coming at you. Arrow shooting down the lanes with the Nilo crabs. (laughs) Yeah. Just just boom, boom, boom. Smacking them up. And, like, there's meteors falling and shit. Like, oh. But it's all... You cannot get RNG fucked by, like, circles and stuff. I don't know. Did you ever keep up with the um the like people were discussing what the mechanics of hard mode top were gonna be just before it came out when they'd obviously um already announced it? People were saying like, oh, you know, Nyla's gonna be random waves or or like Maiden can move around the room or just stupid mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like the the theory crafting and the ideas people were coming up with were so much more interesting than what we got. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I no, think that would be hilarious. Like like yeah, the the soap maze is just stupid. It is just unnecessary, and I think it's just an awful mechanic. It just slows you down. The only mechanic is it slows you down. Yep. And and I don't think that's a fun mechanic. And but yeah, I mean that that the chaoticness is is why I think Fasani's is pretty like you you grab Fasani's and you put that in in a room of a raid and it works so well as yeah, a raid boss. That'd be fun, dude. Like Fasani's could have just been a boss in Tob or a boss in toa i think it, it it has the mechanics and the uniqueness that it is just such a good boss yeah but um yeah so have you ever played uh 
what is it? Is it just red light, green light, or is it? I think it's red light, green light, where you like run and then they say red light and you have to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. imagine there's a soda seg maze where you can all just see each other. There's no bullshit. You don't have to rely <laughs> on somebody else's, but it's red light, green light. So it's like you're fucking running. And that you have, would be very funny. Like, like like you have to get there as fast as possible, but like the dude is just faking you out, and you have a one tick window. Every time he says stop, you have that one tick window to stop where you are. Or like that would be a very. I I think soup. If you're listening to this, Gillen or Games, you need to put that on. That dude, is hilarious. Dude, that would be fun as shit. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Simon says where they do these little animations that fake the fuck out of you. And yeah. you're just getting jabated, basically. And you have this similar soda seg path where you still have to be accurate. And mm-hmm. I mentioned this, uh, I don't even know, uh, probably multiple times on different casts where we've talked about TOA. But imagine like a soda seg maze that's different colors. Red, green, and uh, blue. And so mm-hmm. when you're on the red, you got to be praying melee. When you're on the blue, you got to be praying mage. When you're on the green. Mm-hmm. So it's nonstop. Like you're running, you're making those nice diagonals, but you're also having to switch your prayers when you're on those true tiles, you know? Yeah. And so you that's a little bit more of that skill that's kind of more engaging. I mean, that's like kind of part of what people were theorizing for mm-hmm. Soap was that imagine Soap just kept shooting balls at you while you're on the maze. Ooh, or like yeah. there was two different mazes. Like you followed like person one followed person two's maze and person three followed person four's maze and they sort of zigzag at a certain point yeah like i think there's mechanic like this just goes back to sepulchre and and just the enjoyment and the the skill that goes into movement in this game and i think that is something they could definitely definitely explore a whole lot more than they already do absolutely i just love how there's so much potential for this game like it's all so clunky it's 0.6 second intervals and everything's tile based but there's still so much that you can just have fun with yeah i mean i i think they've done it they've done it a few times now with tob and 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 inferno in particular well i guess inferno maybe tob and yeah it's just the mechanics of the boss come out and when they come out with unique mechanics that we haven't seen before it's like damn they designed this within the restrictions of RuneScape with, like you said, 0.6 yeah. tick intervals and, and, the, and the tile base and everything that goes into it. Like, damn, there are there are interesting mechanics that they've come up with and, and still ones that they've not even thought of, probably. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, shout out to, I guess, them when they pull it off because they do pull it off sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest thing is really just trying to keep the game as, l- like, less clunky as possible. Did I just say that right? Just mm-hmm. making it as less clunky what am i trying to say well, that does that make yeah, sense? yeah like sepulchre like you look at sepulchre and it's fluid it's fluid yeah. and and then you look at other things like rat catchers and it's not fluid or other yeah. stuff like yeah, that yeah, there yeah. is definitely a fluidity that comes with a good design dude um oh shit you just brought up something i was just thinking of fuck i lost my train of thought god damn it um oh well i'll, I'll think of it in a second but <laughs> While we're uh, sitting here, I want to ask this question from Zaudi. asks, what is your favorite pet in-game and why? Uh, okay, so so this is like a thing I think about sometimes. It Just briefly mention which crafties plushies, which are awesome. I don't know what plushie I would ever want to get because I don't think I have that much of an attachment to any pet. And I feel like if I did get one, it would have to be a pet I own. The pet that I would love the most is the bloodhound pet because then my clue bank of my clue tab gets deleted and that is a big <laughs> junk mess <laughs> so i a bloodhound is i would love a bloodhound pet um in terms of like visually i guess um 
damn i i, I do enjoy the tob the the um the dust like the little soat and the little zappas are, are really cool dude um, but i don't have that sadly i'm not gonna lie a kraken pet plushy with a yeah, santa yeah, hat on it yeah bro that would be my fucking go-to like, yeah Kraken. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of people talk down on Kraken. Fuck you guys. Yeah, no. it's the AFK pet. Kraken <laughs> is one of the most OP pets. First of all, it's tiny, which it already scores a bunch of points. I like small pets. Mm-hmm. Keep them small. Look at. And I brought this up before. I think I even brought oh, it up God. on the Aiza cast. The the fucking tiny temper. First of all, there's why is tiny even in that? That thing is massive. Its arms <laughs> extend beyond its tile. Like. Dude, you could have shrunken Tiny Temper to be the size of Kraken, and it would have been the coolest yeah. fucking pet in the game. But instead, it's this massive, like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, this thing's going to eat me, like, when I turn yeah. away. Like, this is not a good pet, I don't know, in my opinion. It's yeah, just... I mean, I think even, like, the Soul Wars pet's huge. I mean, the the, yeah, the Barber Salt pet is just massive. KQ pet is massive. Kriar is massive. Now, yeah. it, it's okay I... to have a few large pets, but, like, dude, mm-hmm. the, co- the, smallest, the smaller, the cooler, in my opinion. Now, now that I think about it, the pet that I have, I have halfway to the Runecrafting pet, but the Guardians of the Rift recolor. You just don't see that anywhere, and that dude looks dope. so cool, so I, dope. I, it's just, it's what three thousand pearls. I, I go and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go buy the recolor, and and I do like two games of Guardians of the Rift, and I did, I did somewhat enjoy it on release. Like I, I put like a decent amount of time into it, but just exactly. going there and knowing that I'm doing a grind for three thousand pearls, I just leave. <laughs> like I, yeah. I can't commit to it, sadly. Yeah. But that pet dude, it's he he dope. looks cool. They it's, smash that. They own, yeah. And the, look- obviously. There's the meme about the abyssal protector, like the actual Guardians of the yeah. Rift pet, which is interesting. <laughs> I, I think yeah. he's, he's kind of cool. He's cool because he's so like OG. He's just like yeah, he's definitely. ugly as fuck. Yeah. Nobody even knows what they're looking at, but it's like oh, it's yeah. kind of cool, charming. Yeah, definitely. But no, you're totally right about that. The Aqua Rift Guardian. It's yeah, like, he. Damn. I I need to commit to it. He's cool. You just. I feel like I'd never see it. I just I've, never see I've seen it walking around with it. I've only seen it once, and it was yeah. in a raid I was doing on stream. Yeah, somebody brought it. I was like, so, that so, looks so, sick. so you have to both have the room crafting pet, and you have to have spent yeah. however long to get three thousand pills. Yeah. I don't even know what the EHP is for that, but yeah, that's maybe got that's got to be like what forty hours. Am I just pulling a number mm-hmm. out of my ass? I don't know. I don't know what, how how long is the a what's the out. Al- What's the acorn from Sepulchre? How long is that? Oh, uh, that's, that well. that's only 3,000. And that probably only takes like 15 hours. Like If you're doing like all looting of like four and like floor four and five or whatever. Probably just four and five. Yeah. If you looted yeah. all four, uh, I think I'd skip one and two. Just do three, four and five yeah. would be the best. Yeah. Get a yeah. lot of marks. You get them right. fast. Have you got the pet? I don't have a squirrel pet or the Rift Guardian oh, pet yet. Dude the squirrel yeah because you i'm assuming you definitely have the 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 marks or whatever to um to buy the recolor yeah i have the acorn in my bank as yeah i have the acorn in my bank and like thirteen thousand more marks like i bought everything plus teleports and i still have like shit ton of marks yeah yeah uh, yeah, I, I think I maybe I need. I, I don't think I ever see that either. Now dark that I think squirrel, about dark it, dark squirrels yeah. dope, but yeah, that aqua rc yeah maybe i need else. to get both of them fuck it i'll get uh, that's my that's my goal <laughs> yeah. for sometime this year it is Th- okay that's my answer to my favorite pet those two there, you go. Cool. there you go yeah that'll work 
My favorite is Nibbler, and mm-hmm. uh, one of my all-time favorites as well. I don't know where they ranked, but Vedion. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, Vedion. Yeah. The, the, I think all the all the wilderness pets, to be fair, are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. Um, I was thinking back to where I lost my train of thought. I still have pretty much lost my train of thought uh, completely mm-hmm. on that. But something of just keep things smooth. Like, make gameplay that's fun and smooth and just repeatable that's enjoying. And the things, the pieces of content that I always find really fun that I always want to go back to are those where I feel in control. I feel Mm -hmm. like I click, I get what I did. Like, I I do, like, stuff happens when I click. Yeah. When you look at Winter Todd, you fucking fletch a kindling. It takes four fucking ticks just for one action to be done yeah and by that time you've already been frozen like by winter time like, i think they they spoke about reworking that i think that does need to be mm-hmm. work, rework that the the interruption and also the obviously the hp scaling thing which they've been speaking about for years going oh yeah that's a good idea we should probably do that probably <laughs> first mentioned that about four years or whenever yeah. i don't know when that came out it's been a while but yeah i think that is like yeah just little little changes like that i think oh i thought of it finally yeah the thing I was going to mention, I meant I was mentioning on the stream. You've probably already heard this, but a lot of people haven't. It is a new Piro Piro, Piro Piro 2.0. And mm-hmm. this Piro Piro would not have a single fucking wheat field in it. Just just remove the wheat <laughs> fields. No, I'm okay. You know what? I gotta that look. That is this a up. horrible thing. I gotta look it this is, up right now. When did it, Piro it, Piro it, come out? Like, oh, that's ancient as well. 2007. I mean, yeah, it was Xanarus and Lost. It would have all Lost City. That's like, yeah, Dragon Longsword type vibes, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, no, but that earlier. Dude. When did the Lost... What's Lost City? When did that come out? The uh, same time? Yeah, it must 2002. have. 2002. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So it came out like... Okay, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? It came out afterwards. So Piro Piro is one of the most annoying places of all time. You've got these implings that can freely fly over these things that take a player just like seven fucking image. seconds to cross. It, it, it's just... Dude. Okay, so... It, it, yeah, <laughs> this, it's horrible. This is my uh, take on this. Okay, so we are now living in the year 2022, which is 15 years later after this has been released. <laughs> Jesus. Can we please, for the love of God, with the with the completion of Lumbridge Draenor Diary, I'm talking fully completion, you now have another portal that sends you to Piro Piro that's an exact replica without a single fucking wheat field. It's and funny you say that because I was literally thinking lock it behind a diary. <laughs> that is literally it. Lock it be- yeah. behind Elite Draenor yeah. Lumbridge Diary. So bots are not infesting there. And if a bot does come in there, you ban them and they have to go reclaim a quest cape again. Good yeah. fucking luck with that. Um, yeah. Keep it behind there and then have this free roaming so you're never feeling like you're being like claustrophobic behind these fucking mm-hmm. wheat fields. It just won't go away. Yeah. Now you have a complete wide open area. You have all the same worlds. You can still see players on there. You got to hop, you know, if you want to. But now you don't have the bullshit of hopping wheat fields can we like is is it too op to get rid of wheat wheat fields in 2022 like can we just please get the fucking rid of them let us okay how about this elite diary and 99 fire making you got to burn down the wheat fields yourself with 99 fire making yeah i can get around that give fire making a use yeah besides what's our what's our use of fire making those little pits that you can do that kind of 
<laughs> you have a little salt need pits. Need one item. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, speaking of yeah. locking stuff behind diaries, Karend, um, the the elite <laughs> diary. Let me let me fuck off, fuck off scouting. Why is scouting at Cox a thing? Thank you. And another another little suggestion that someone like recently mentioned to me. A little bank chest in the starting room that you can use for when you're self scouting. Okay, I got mystics. I'll take yes. myself out. I'll gear out. I don't because you just the, the process right now is an alt comes in, holds the you raid, have to or have whatever, an alt. Yeah, yeah, and I go bank. Just why can't I have a little bank? And when you start the raid, the bank disappears. Boom, I'm away, and away I go. Yep. That that like a little bank booth or a person, an yep. NPC, even if that makes it easier, and just delete the NPC. But I think. Dude. That is another like that that process when we're going back to like the sort of clunky feel. Yeah. Scouting is just I mean that, that's a reason why people I think eventually just move to solo CMs or or CM group CMs yeah. because you just bypass the scouting feature at that point. Scouting sucks. Yeah. Scouting's awful. Yeah. yeah. Now I there would ha- I'm not gonna try to claim that I have a perfect solution for it, but there's probably people with perfect solutions for getting rid of scouting mm-hmm. that's fair and balanced and be able to get your own beautiful raids all the time maybe it even like a whitelist or something like you yeah, can ban yeah. one boss or and it, and it re-rolls the the rotation or the Ooh, imagine boss. like a raids master instead of a slayer master it's a raids master so now you got a raids master you go there you block the rooms you want with a certain amount of unlocks you got and then the more raids you complete eh, now nah, fuck it just get them just make them permanent just be like dude the only Mm. I don't know. The only issue with that is that there's that whole like how the scouting system works, right? And that like a mystics can only be after a tecton, yeah. and it can never be in the same rate as a vanguard or vassal, whatever. It, there's just there is that sort of like level of like yeah. generation that they've obviously made and spaghetti code or whatever it is. But think or or even like an, a menu where you click and and it gives you pop up and uh, like an interface. There's three different scouts. You either yes. click, I'll take option one, option two, option three, or just re-roll. Yes. I mean, that just makes this like a little, like a board, like a little notice board where it's like, yes. a, oh, here are the scouts and you just take one. Please. Like... More rolls of scouts. Yeah. <laughs> Please, There's my for the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, it, it gets to the point where like, there's been enough time that has passed. Like, dude, just let us choose the exact raid we want. Like, imagine you could actually just have a perfect fucking raid <laughs> Free time yeah, without paying a dime like is is yeah. it really like we have to pay or we have to do something just to have fun in this game like yeah. just have a nice scout like right. jesus exactly what is it just does come down to people eventually just start buying scouts from scout bots and stuff yeah. like that and that's a i think that's a anti-fun yeah. little clunky way of doing it and yeah definitely solve it okay um Whale, oh god! You know what? Should I even ask this? He wants to know what's your favorite no. Pokemon. It's the it's the it's <laughs> the exact same, same thing that Aviscape has yeah. brought up. Yeah, I realized. Okay, um, Yabo asks. I was watching the based cast with Hootie, and my missus walked in and said, "This man definitely fucks," and pointed at Hootie. Is this true? And also, keep away from my missus. I'm threatened. It's all the mustache, I guess. That's where it comes from. <laughs> it's just the, the mustache, mustache and the chest hair from the and, yeah and the too. red and the and the the hugh hefner red robe yep. but um yeah the, the the mustache i feel like that should become a like the iconic <laughs> feature of me <laughs> i've i've had it for like two years and uh 
I I don't know. I might get rid of it, to be honest. It kind of is annoying. I, I don't know if I'm a fan of... I mean, all I can grow is a mustache. I can't grow the beard. Okay. No, 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 no. So, wait. How old are you, first of all? 26. Dude, I'm going to tell you right... Okay, well, first I have to ask you one question as your doctor. I'm in your mm -hmm. new doctor. No. Um, yeah. But real... Real talk. Have you ever tried to grow out your beard? Yeah, I mean, like For when I get long? lazy, it, it when I get lazy, I can go like a month or so without. If I'm not going out anywhere, mm -hmm. then like obviously I'll shave it. But like, Dude. I do get that so scruffy. Like, okay, yeah. listen, 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 listen. So I thought I could only grow a mustache like th like three years ago, and so I grew yeah. out my mustache, and then I was like, oh, I could probably grow out a goatee because I like I have enough chin stubble. Yeah. And so then I tried to grow out my goatee, and it was kind of rough at first, but it finally filled in after a few months. Mm -hmm. And then I was a goatee rocker for a while, which I'm currently rocking yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. And yours is a lot thicker than I think I could get. Dude, I but... was for sure that I couldn't grow a beard, like for fucking yeah. sure. And then you know what I decided to do? I read something online, and online's never. You know, led me astray but they told me at the the google you know they told me that uh if i grow out just everything for three months it will look like yeah. total dog shit first of all throwing it out for three months and not doing anything yeah. good but that's when you truly start getting an idea of like okay these patches that i have which every man has they have like their little like bald patches mm -hmm. kind of like those start yeah. filling in like you can either start covering it and you start kind of filling it in. Like, dude, okay. I'm telling you right now, I, just looking at your face on this one photo that I have of you, just yeah. the fucking thumbnail. Like, dude, you got you got what it takes to grow a beard if you wanted okay. it. Now, it's, of Maybe. course, it's if you wanted it, but you got you to gotta give it time. More than a month, yeah. more than two months, even more than three months sometimes. Like, four months okay. is like, boom. When I'm in hibernation. Yes. You just go out and yeah, people you, are going to be looking at you like, I was doing it during COVID, which was perfect because yeah, you're wearing a mask sense. everywhere. Yeah. I was like, dude, okay, that, that is, perfect. yeah, 100%. <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean, I'll just wait, keep wearing a mask and then yeah, I'll grow yeah. it out. There you go. Yeah. But, no, yeah. but all, all I'm trying to say is like, you can grow more than you really think you can. Like, and yeah. I, I thought I couldn't grow shit and I could. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think, I, at first I didn't think I could even get a solid mustache, but I think I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot. You are. Now. Yeah. Pretty good. Go for it sometime. I'm I'm growing out my hair currently, yeah. uh, on top, which means I have to like keep my facial hair. If you do both at the same time, it is a mistake. Harmless. Yes. The unhoused. You yeah. look like the unhoused. <laughs> this dude does not care about himself. <laughs> yeah. That's what people are thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been growing out my hair, and it's like a straight up mullet in the back. I mean, it's like so fucking long. Mm -hmm. in the back and it just runs out i'm like dude i want to get a haircut so bad but i need to like see how long this can get so i'm growing it out for the full for the rest mm -hmm. of the year yeah yeah I, I, yeah anyway. I, I mean ev has gotten to a, he's i don't know how long he's been growing his hair but his hair is just ridiculously long now i'm jealous Ridicu of his and it looks good i i, yeah. I he looks he looks amazing see my hair is amazing my hair is thinning on top Slightly. yeah i've got i'm kind i'm kind to get into a thinning yeah, pot it fucking sucks because it's it makes yeah. you feel like le like when i started growing out i didn't even realize i was thinning uh until mm -hmm. i started growing out my hair and then i realized oh some of this hair is growing a lot like worse it's just not mm -hmm. growing in as full and healthy as some other parts yeah. it's, it's more toward the crown but i'm like damn so i'm, I'm doing some treatment on <laughs> my hair yeah, yeah. uh and I respect it. and uh yeah i just realized like 
I'm fucking jealous of people with perfect hair now. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like when that, fucking that solid thick hair. Yeah. Like, holy. Damn. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll kind of see how like w- com- combined with the treatment and just growing out my hair longer mm. if it kind of gets to a luscious state. I'd love to get it styled and just like holy have a yeah. really nice like that's a good look. But it takes yeah. a lot of time and effort and a lot of like painful stages to get to that point for yeah. me at least. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm looking through these topics. We don't really have many more. Um, actually, I can't really see any that are like super relevant anyway. But actually, here I got one from Zulu. He asks: Scroll wheel, middle, or index? That is a index. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. I- there- I don't understand this argument that what if you need to left click while you're scrolling? You're just gonna start dragging the text. Like what? <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? You just are you trying to select the whole page? Like what? It's like people that use both feet for their gas pedal and brake pedal. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. What, yeah. You're gonna try to do both at the same time? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's also interesting. Like the different grips, right? Like, do your, does your fingers lay flat along? the top like your your mouse or do you have like a sort of curved like claw oh yeah no i'm i'm old there's claw and what else what's the other i think there's like flat like your your fingers just lay is flat that just what it's along... called because i'm flat uh, pretty much there's there's a few... hang on let's see different i don't even know what to google i just remember there is a there's a claw stance and there's okay like lying down or whatever it's called i found i found this image <laughs> which is palm grip claw grip and fingertip grip there we go let's see this I'm a claw grip. Ooh, I'm sorry. I am kind of fingertip. I think I'm fingertip grip. Yeah. Because that's like your the hybrid. Your palm doesn't just sit. Like, your palm doesn't just sit flush. Like the oh, no. Is. Yeah, I'm not full on palm. I'm, I'm fingertip. Yeah. I, I wonder if, like, if there would be, like, a stat for, like, the most talented gamers. If, like, PC gamers. If there's a specific thing that's more accurate. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually a good question. You know what? I'm gonna ask like Addigon yeah. and yeah, ask ask the fast Woof. clickers what they're what they're think. Actually, just send out a poll. I reckon that'd be interesting, dude. Yeah, just send then this I... fucking image with it as yeah, well. With the poll, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I wonder. Do uh, it. I yeah, but I'm a claw. That's my claw and, and index to to scroll is my mouse. Um. With my thumb also pressing my two little buttons. I have my two little macro Dude, buttons. Dude, looks fucking painful. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's just, it's maybe like it is all. bad for my hand. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never get like um like a sore hand or anything, and I spend hours on... I think, I think sometimes when editing, I think the longest I've gone is like 22 hours. Somewhat, like not eating maybe, like, or like obviously like occasional like bathroom breaks, but 22 hours of just like focused in the zone editing. <laughs> And and yeah, I, I've never had like eye issues or like like hand issues or anything like that, which is mm. pretty grateful for. Yeah, that but... fingertip grip is OP. That's what I I'm, yeah. I'm like I, I always thought I was kind of palm grip because I never actually knew there was a fingertip grip. I thought it was just mm-hmm. like in between. But... There you go. Yeah, fingertip is definitely me. Um, Friendzone did ask a question. I'll just point out, I just saw it then. When were you the most proud of your artistic ability? I don't think I did. We go through this. My best artistic ability. Let me find it. Oh, I see it. Here, let's read. Uh... Oh, you forgot the first question. Oh, how can yeah. one? <laughs> how can one person be so sexually attractive and talented at the same time? 
And he also um, asks, when were you the most proud of your artistic abilities? Yeah. Any medium. I love you both. I shout out friends ones. Um, the, the first question, I don't know. That's like, that's like the actors, <laughs> dude. I feel like there's, you know, those people that you see and they're just like, damn, that person has got it all going on. <laughs> that's like Skidler. I, I'm going to say that's yeah. the Skidler. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, it's straight um, up. He's a handsome dude. Yeah. Funny yeah. as fuck has a stream which is it's just like being a streamer Mm -hmm. is kind of cool and it sounds like ooh, like you're a streamer as well like yeah yeah very good at what he does um Mm -hmm. when when were you the most proud of your artistic ability i'm gonna say in terms of like my runescape stuff it was probably the br2 when when i got to sort of brand and sort of market an entire like event and i did all that like i'm talking like the branding of like the logo and then all this the color palettes and all that that goes with it and then the in terms of the marketing it's like releasing the the hype trailer like the like logo reveal trailer that sort of says we're doing an event and then you release the roster trailer where it shows off all the all the people in it and that's always has been the most hyped one i don't know if you saw the the br2 one where it sort of goes through the the people that i feel like that even oh sorry the br3 one that that one was um that that is some of my like most proud stuff and then you go into like a prize pull announcement video and 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 like the date announcement video and you're sort of like marketing the event for like a good like two months just constant stuff and that that feels like it's like a big um task to take on and to do well and i feel like we've i feel like we've pretty much smashed the br2 and br3 in terms of marketing and and execution of um branding and all the assets that go with it and all the overlays and and yeah i think i mean the thing about being an artist is you you always like every six months or so you can sort of reflect on what you've done and you can you'll always look back on stuff and go damn that kind of sucked but at the time it was awesome and i think that's just showing like your improvement and and your yeah your personal improvement is obviously like you're going places because you're able to see sort of like where you were and, and you can you can tell you've come uh, like a, a decent way and, and you've improved so i think i it's just constantly like i think every it, it is it is like it's it's definitely uh very nervous and and stressful going damn we we had so much success with the last event and and it's almost like you have to always one up it one up it one up it right and 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 the so for the speedrun cup too we're kind of I mean, yeah, it's the sequel to the speedrun cup, but we are kind of coming off the BR3, which which did, like, I don't know, we had like 10,000 or whatever viewers at, at the time. And, and you always do kind of have to one-up yourself, or at least I feel that. And now even even with the speedrun cup 2, we've just released that cinematic trailer, and it's like, damn, what what do I have to do for the next event to, to you know, live up to that hype or to even, like, push boundaries further? And and um, I, think, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely always proud of of how well the events run and um yeah i think yeah the so yeah the br2 the br3 and the speed run cup one and now i guess speed run cup two i think we've um executed pretty well and i think uh evc is definitely leading the uh the uh event organizing aspect of uh runescape yeah now i am truly fucking excited for this it looks like you guys are just like cool thing about community ran events and 
I don't know. Like, it sucks that Jagex kind of re- <laughs> relies on you guys at this point. Like, just com- the community, oh, you guys do something. We're not going to fucking get involved. But there truly is a lot more passion involved, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so you get yeah. a product that's just like, they truly care about having this be good. You know, it's not yeah. just like Jagex, not just like a project or working like, ah, if this bombs, whatever, I still have a fucking job. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you guys are like, and I mean, it on top of it, trying, trying, you guys trying to make it a great event. It's also like you guys are trying to build, you know, your own name sort of like you want good. Like you want to make something fucking good. That's like, okay, yeah. this guy was behind it and that was fucking quality. Mm-hmm. So let's. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, more writing. It, it is kind of the, uh, the reason I did end up taking on the, uh, the, this tournament because like at the end of the day, when I have to do all the admin sort of stuff, which is like my last two months to put it into perspective, there's, so there's four matches that are in the quarterfinals that are best of fives. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's each team has to do a piece of content five times because we, so we kind of got them to do all five events. And then if like, maybe if they won five, zero, we'll only show three, zero, because technically that's all that mattered in a best of five, but they yeah. still do it. And I still have to watch it. So so both teams run their five events. So that's 10 bosses I have to watch for one quarterfinal. So 40 for the first round because there's four matches. So 40 bosses. And then for the semifinal, it's best of seven and there's two of them. So both teams do seven times by two. Again, that's 28. So that's 68 bosses. Then the final, the grand final is a best of nine. So that's already... So we're at like 80 or something bosses that I've had to watch people do over the last two months. So... Like, oh, yeah, let's go do our... We'll schedule our cocks. And and it's me waking up at, like, setting alarms at, like, 2 a.m. And then now I'm, like, three hours later, I've got to go watch this guy's Tob. And then four hours later, I've got to go watch this guy's um, Gauntlet. And it's all happening, like, in a little schedule. And and in terms of, like, you, I'd like to, to get, like, a monetary, like, a, a respectable amount from it, like, I'm obviously never going to achieve that because the time spent is just ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. right? Like... Like without Jagex funding, like you're just not going to get that return of yeah. like time. But but it's like you said, it's it's being able to like have this associated with like my name, I guess, and yeah. and knowing that I did this and I managed to pull off this tournament and 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 it went well and people received it well and it's something that you know people are grateful for having in like uh, like their their RuneScape experience and like enjoyment as like a like a, a spectacle is just like it, that is one of the main driving factors for the reason where I'm doing a sequel to a, a, a tournament that takes just so much admin. Like there is just so much that goes behind the scenes compared to like what you get out of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, like compared to the battle Royale, like the battle Royale is, is like a live event, right. And it goes for two hours. So that like, obviously, obviously all the time that goes into the graphics and the promotional stuff, but the, the admin side isn't isn't nearly as as large as the speedrun cup, which is never going to do as well as the BR. We don't have thirty two big content creator names promoting and and featuring in it, right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, it, it it is it is my chance, I guess, to to sort of take what I've learned from EV and and also shout out to Mason and Crusader talent for for basically acquiring all the sponsors and helping like yeah make it possible that i am you know obviously we are getting like paid and making money for doing this event we're not doing it for free so yeah like it's not it's not that a waste of time in terms of that but 
yeah, it's a it's a it's a big undertaking, and, and I'm excited for it to all be done, and to hopefully have a little bit of time to step away from making RuneScape related stuff for at least a, a week or two to just breathe <laughs> an and hour. Not yeah. burn myself out. And yeah, and on that note, we're never hosting another speedrun cup again. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I, I did, I did, I did toy around with it, the idea of a mini one in the future, which instead of best of nines and that, it's just a best of five with the uh, TOA coming in. Mm, so that um, cool. balances but yeah that i mean that's like a we won't think about that too much now because it is yeah it is Maybe. such a commitment and and yeah. the graphics that have gone into this like you'll see it on this on the stream or if Fucking you don't catch punk. the stream it's going to be on it's going to be on youtube anyway but um but like the graphics that go into like i'm talking we've got like you're watching runs there's a scoreboard at the top that shows all the scores of the events so far that's like updated to show what we're up to now. We've got a scoreboard that shows how much each team that you're watching has like won. You've got multiple perspectives that Jake can switch between during the top. So he's freely going between the top perspectives with name tags that show who you're watching. We've got split counters on the right. So so as soon as they finish bloat, it's like a split that says, you know, we're four oh, minutes into the raid. So or if it's if it's 10 Zora kills, because that's the Zora, it's like an average of 10 kills. It's your thing on the right that's just tracking the 10 kills. Like it... And then at the end, it's like there's graphics that show, you know, how the teams have matched up so far. Like there is just so much that I hope is making this a, a visual spectacle as well as a just an interest in in how the tournament runs. But yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot a lot a lot of work, but hopefully it's all worth it for the viewing experience. I have this other topic. <clears throat> They're just the, the topics are just so fucking jumbled. I swear I, I see all of them and then I miss <laughs> one. But this is from Rem Cave. As an artist, which other OSRS artists do you take inspiration from? And do you think there are some undiscovered artists which definitely deserve more recognition from the community? Yeah, very, yeah. I mean, going going back to the the Mount Rushmore, the, my top four is definitely Smokey, who, I mean, heavily, heavily, heavily inspired the... Um, the the cinematic i made because of his well all of his 3d stuff in general but mostly the the swampletics thing which i actually did tweet at the time and i retweeted like more recently to the the trailer release was damn smoky you really uh inspired me to to hopefully take on a big project like you did and then however long later i ended up doing it and shout out smoky he's a good guy i've spoken to him a lot we've uh hung out a lot played minecraft together a while uh ago and that was fun but yeah, he, he, I mean, I don't think I would have made the cinematic if it wasn't for him and uh, his stuff that he's done. Um, Ingus and, and Guns Chili are just amazing, amazing storytellers um, and also obviously talented with their 3D stuff. So they're other people I take inspiration from and, and Nilky, um, yeah, incredible artist and very, very helpful and uh, is uh, always looking to... to um, use new like methods and and new effects and stuff like you know oh, i want to use this effect no one's used this before how do i do it she's a big pioneer for that in terms of undiscovered artists so there is an art hub discord that a lot of people are in now um if you want an invite to that you can dm me on twitter anyone that's listening it's basically just it's it's a it's a discord with all the artists pretty much that uh exist in old school and there's there's showcase channels where you can showcase what you're working on and people, you know, love that. And then there's feedback ones where people can give you feedback on thumbnails or whatever art piece you're doing. There's like a commission section. There's, and then, but then there's also like in-depth, 
like uh, tutorials and stuff for like After Effects. And then there's a Blender channel and then there's a Photoshop channel. And, and if you've got any questions, you can put it in there and there's more often than not plenty of people. Um, in terms of people that I think could like deserve more recognition, I mean, Hexo is starting to get there. A lot more people are discovering Hexo. He's brilliant at um, the thumbnails and stuff. And 8SAT is obviously amazing. Uh, Uber is another uh, 3D renderer, has been doing amazing. Um, I mean, Witchcrafties plushies are just outstanding. So shout out to that. Uh, I mean, is it Volkaban? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. I've got a lot more recognition now with the, the <laughs> yeah. wise old man thing, but pre- previous to that, I would have said, yeah, a very talented artist. I, I, we are, we are so spoiled when you think about it with um, all the artists we have in the community is just ridiculous at this point. Like it's just, the list goes on and um, everyone's only getting better and better as time goes on. Right. So mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sure more artists are going to emerge as in the next year or so that are just changing the game or something like that. So yeah, I mean, plenty of talented gamers out there. Very, very cool. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll kind of wrap things up. I have a couple of questions I want to ask you, mm-hmm. the, the generic ones. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we kind of conclude? Um, no, I think I'm... Yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything that I wanted to discuss with you. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I got to ask, where do you see yourself or where would you like to be in the next five years? Um, damn. I, I, I mean, going back to the, the music festival thing, I, I would love to be working on, like, big projects like that. I mean, even in terms of maybe i don't know if it's realistic in five years but having my own like design studio where i've got like staff that like i design with or work under me or whatever it is or even just working like inside like a really cool studio because everything i do at the moment is freelance i'm pretty much a sole sole uh artist that just does my own thing and i do i did miss that aspect of at university was the team stuff i mean at the end of the day it was so much fun working in groups with other creative people so yeah i think i definitely need to get back into that sort of thing but yeah i think i mean working on that would be awesome and then in terms of like runescape art if i'm still i mean hosting big uh, just continuing to host those big events with with jake and then potentially with more funding they just keep getting crazier and bigger that would be cool yeah uh jagex if you want to if you want us to (laughs) host some cool events for you i mean hit us up we're waiting yeah. yeah i mean more yeah i mean that that i i I, i'm happy with where we're progressing i think we are progressing um and getting uh bigger and better with every tournament we do so yeah it'd be interesting to see what the the battle royale 7 is like in in five years or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah that's yeah that's That's where I'd, i'd like to see myself in five years or so very very cool yeah i don't uh i i i see your future is very very bright you're a very talented individual and you got a I mean, it's very clear you have a pretty strong work ethic. The fact that you're fucking working 16-hour days and just, yeah. like, waking up at 4 in the fucking morning to watch some dude do cocks. Um, Jesus, that sounds do. weird, but yeah. yeah. For for those that, like, just don't understand OSRS, and I just say that, they're like, what? No. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, no, it's it's really cool, and I, I'm just excited to see, like, where your future takes you. Very cool. Yeah. Um final thing is three shout outs so 
these three shout outs i mean you've already mm -hmm. shouted out a bunch of individuals uh, yeah i have sorry if, i've used them up already <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i mean you pretty much already used them up but if there's any that you didn't get okay. to recognize um now would be the time i guess um damn okay uh sh shout out to my my friends in the gigsies cord the discord they're my homies they're uh they're they keep me entertained a lot of the time and they're like it's it's uh it's the it's the reclined uh casual gaming when i'm not being forced into um the evscape's basement but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they're they're the homies so shout out them uh, i i don't think i i haven't shouted out mason enough because i mean i've mentioned yeah. shout out mason but like the, his team at crusader like the things they do for i mean in general just the all the creators that are signed with them but but more in particular what he's done when working with him for with av skate for the battle royale two and three well i think yeah battle royale two and three and then speaker and cup it, it, it like we wouldn't really be able to do it without that team and them finding the sponsors and even just doing logistic like background stuff that they do yeah um yeah so shout out to mason and crusader talent and then uh i mean i kind of i kind of have to shout out eviescape again because i mean he's yeah. like become my best friend since like the days of like when we'd barely spoken before the battle royale 2 and and we spent so much time together and and we do hang out a lot and i mean it's it's crazy to think we live in the same country but we have never met because i'm on the opposite side it's a literal three hour flight for me to meet him and i and i need to he keeps offering he's like you know i got a free room you can come and stay with me so i mean he, he's like actually he's my best mate and he yeah i mean I, I wouldn't be working on these tournaments obviously if he wasn't running them and and he's he's killing it so i mean i know he doesn't want to do runescape forever but i mean i think we have to keep running the tournaments even if we do somehow and end up quitting ourselves from the yeah. game but yeah shout out shout out eviscape very fucking cool yeah i gotta give a shout out to eviscape just he's he's awesome i uh I did have him on the cast, and I know I'm just, you know, promoting a, a different episode. But for for real, if you guys have not checked out the Eviescape cast, it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, he is just so fun to be around, just yeah, fucking funny and just awesome. It just he sees like the good things in life. He doesn't focus on negatives. He's just having fun. So his um like the speedrun cup is like a a spectacle to watch, but his casting his his casting just puts it on another level like he's gonna say hilarious <laughs> shit that is gonna make you laugh constantly he's gonna turn like a, a boring like single warcath kill into like the funniest thing that you've seen on twitch in like last week and yeah, yeah his I charisma don't. is just next level he's just made for yeah. casting so yeah. yeah i'm very excited for that no 100 percent. when i think of commentating it's eviescape or it's pierce Bam, yeah. if it's more yeah, exactly related, it's, but it's one of those two yeah exactly yeah i agree okay hootie tootie this was a phenomenal cast uh i know it was i don't know it was good i really enjoyed thank talking you. to you uh this afternoon or thank this you for morning for you it's, and having me on s nice and, and speedy just in time for the speedrun cup because yeah. i know you've got that extensive list of gamers that i know we're going to see in the next in the next coming months yeah yeah no uh it, it actually worked out pretty well because the guests that i had planned were just not set in stone and so you reaching yeah. out at the time you did was like perfect and um 
for those that don't actually know, I was actually, I think I sunburned my fucking eyeball. I know nobody asked about that, but like yesterday I couldn't even <laughs> record. So I was getting nervous that my eyeball was going to be like just irritating me for the next like few days. Luckily, it kind of cooled down today. So I'm glad we did get this out before yeah. uh, everything's up. So guys, down in the description of this video, Hootie Tooties, the links will be down there, which is your Twitter yeah just twitter that's that's all i really use you don't want your twitch down there just in case just in case you do yeah, another sleep sure. stream <laughs> yeah maybe one day i'll stream again <laughs> we'll have your we'll have your twitch down there too do you have a youtube uh i mean not really i've uploaded like a few of my short animations but i mean maybe right, I, we're linked we're, li- we're linking your YouTube. <laughs> we're linking your youtube everyone go sub to him before he blows up um so we'll have all three of those is there anything else that you'd like linked uh, oh, I mean, we've got to link the EVscape yeah, Twitch we'll, channel we'll have your, the Cup. We will have your uh, trailer there down in mm-hmm. the description. We'll also Perfect. have the linked... Uh, we'll, or yeah. we'll have the Base After Dark episode as well with you and Evie down in the description. So anybody else that wants to hear more, go down there. And what was the other thing you said? I interrupted. The well, I think it was just his Twitch. That's it. I'm, okay. I'm all good from there. Perfect. Okay. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Once again, if you guys would like to support the cast, there is a Patreon link down in the description. If you guys would like to support for $2 a month, feel free. Your name will be on the title screen. And if we get 50 patrons, which we're very close to, 17 away, we dropped one accidentally. <laughs> but if we get 17 more, there will be timestamps on all future episodes. So thank you guys very much for the support, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.